With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Val Verde. We are back. We are back. We are getting Doug back. And we're the three best friends that anybody could have. We're the three best friends that anyone could have. We're the three best friends that anyone could have. And we'll never, ever, 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 ever leave each other. season this is show 201 and this episode we're calling greatness and we're going to be giving you guys all the fantasy goo that you need to deliver the best friggin hammer that you can for all your fantasy teams in week eight we're going to go through the matchups and when i say we i'm talking about houdini's who's to the left of me stag party's out of the mix working on some other stuff for pyro tonight and then I got Dogmatica to my right. Nice work. We'll talk about some dog love bunch tonight. I'm D-Rex. We are Pyromaniac.com. And we're uh, fired up to talk fantasy football. It's Wednesday. It's a day later than usual. Sorry about that. Usually like to get this thing out, you know, pretty much early morning Wednesday. So I'll try and get this thing before uh, midnight tonight, and we won't be lose too much of a, of a window. But haven't been feeling so hot, and the guys were gracious and nice enough to let me wait a day so I'd feel a little bit better. What's going on, dudes? Well, uh, I don't know. There's not a lot going on. <laughs> I'm just I'm psyched for Halloween coming up, I guess. I don't know. I'm looking forward to wearing a dress again. Oh, any right. excuse to wear a dress and it's, and it's coming on, huh? <laughs> I, I don't know what it is. I'm, I'm just totally comfortable. In my own in my own clothes that I uh, have no problem throwing it out there just uh, for shits and giggles. What did we say we were gonna call? You? What was your your uh, Jennifer? Jennifer was yeah. gonna be your uh, Caitlin name. Yeah, nice nice stuff. Uh, well, I'll start this off before we go into the Thursday night game, which we're gonna breeze through because there's not much of a shelf life for you guys listening to get through that. Uh, 
But Dogmatica, excellent work. Hats off. Let's do a quick little cheers. Um, nice friggin' work. Dogmatica, for those of you that don't know, uh, is just killing it on the Fantasy Pros Expert Accuracy Challenge. Basically, Dogmatic finished number one this week. Uh, that is off the charts. I think it's 131 people you were against. And last week, you were number three. So, that's two top five finishes in a row. No one else can say that. I think uh, there's another guy, Matt Harmon or whatever, maybe he's done a two top tens in a row. I actually like that guy from the NFL Network. But, he ain't no Dogmatica. And uh, keep it up. Whatever you're drinking, whatever you're smoking, whatever you're eating, whatever you're eating, uh, just keep doing it and bring us home the number one it, crowd. It's the G-string. <laughs> <laughs> Why, when I come after you guys, he starts screaming like crazy and throw me a trunk. Ah. No, well, I did that? Yeah, you said it was your lucky charm and you want to take him home with you. <laughs> lucky charm. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> oh, man. Whatever your lucky charm is, just keep keep doing it. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, amazing stuff. So, super fired up. Let's get into it. Let's breeze through this first game for the reasons I mentioned earlier. And Dolphins are going to be at the Patriots. Um, what do you? Let's start with the Dolphins. Obviously, Tannehill, hello, welcome back. Started, uh, did, did some of the things that... We thought maybe he would have done a little earlier in the season, but went off. The whole offense went off. 46 points on my bench this week. Didn't cost me a win, though. Because <laughs> uh, I did start Lamar Miller. And I think they were smart. They, they pulled him after the first half because they didn't need him, knowing it's a short week and they're going to save him up for this matchup. So uh, I think I'm pretty sure he was still number one <laughs> yeah. in running backs this week. Holy crap, was he out of control. My game got a lot closer, though, because I, I could have used him just to get to 200 yards, give me another five or six points there sure, with nice. Sure, of course. <laughs> uh, I, th- th- this game is always a, uh, yeah, I don't know, it's, it's always a fun time to watch. These these teams love to go at it. I remember a few years ago, uh, one of the, one of the, I think it was might be maybe the first game of the year, uh, Miami at uh, New England. I think they went to like 42-42 or something. It was just a fantasy bonanza. I could see that coming again this week. It wouldn't shock me at all. I remember a few years, no, maybe a few years before, no, maybe a few years before that, <laughs> but Dan Marino versus Drew Bledsoe in a game that featured, I think, over 900 passing yards. Yes, uh, that was sick. Absolutely. I remember that, too. Hold on. We're old. But I like that. Good memory. <laughs> Half the people listening are like, who the fuck is Drew Bledsoe? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, He's good the guy time. that had his ribcage imploded out of the game Tom Brady his life. It's very true. <laughs> very much. True. Yeah. Well, Landry, I read something that was pretty crazy that I had a hard time believing. I tweeted it out today. It was the fact that, do you know that Landry doesn't even have 400 yards receiving on the year? I believe it because I have him on a fantasy team, and he's done a lot through, you know, a ton of catches. Again, no yardage being after the catch because he hasn't been put in a position to, to get it, uh, you know, until recently. So, and he's been adding, you know, rushing yards, and he's gotten you a special teams touchdown, uh, and I think, and he's given you, you know, you know, just he's scoring touchdowns. He has a ru- he has a eight rushes for seventy seven yards and a touchdown as well. Right. So yeah, I mean, he, the guy does everything. He's got three hundred ninety five yards on the year, which I mean, in six games, that's not terrible. It's it's okay. He's catching a ton of balls still. I mean, six a game, thirty six catches in six games is is pretty nice. The kids, the kids, an animal. 
He really is. Yeah. I mean, he's fun to watch. He's a football player. He is. Look, the one thing you got to realize about what you're watching with Miami right now, under Dan Campbell, he's going to establish the run, which is fantastic for all of those receivers, takes pressure off of Tannehill, and Lamar Miller is good, you know? Feed him the ball. So, you know, and, and New England, he can run on New England. Oh, yeah. No, he, I, he could definitely run on New England. Uh, I, I mean, New England is... Not too bad against the rush, to, to be honest. Uh, they could be passed on. But this, uh, I don't know, T- Tannehill seems to have a little bit of trouble playing in New England, which a lot of people do. I mean, it's a tough place to play, especially when you got, you know, Brady working the clock and working his magic there. It's, there's, I mean, Brady is just shit game proof. You know, he just sees his, his game right now is on top big time. And I, I haven't seen something like this in a while. I got a question for you though, because for for me with Tannehill, his completion percentage in the last two games is astounding. I think it was like I think it was over eighty percent in the last game. It was like seventy something seven percent in, in the game before. Well, I mean, that. You, I, I think it was eleven for eleven, like by the by the half. Uh, yes, uh, on last Sunday, eighteen for nineteen. That's ninety-four point seven percent. There you go, ninety-four point seven. The week before that, it was twenty-two of twenty-nine, seventy-five point nine percent. So right. uh, yeah, he's, he's that's it. He's, it's, it's, over, combined, it's eighty-three percent that he's averaging over the last two weeks. That's that's ridiculous. Oh, absolutely. So I got it. I mean, you just got to remember, it's a far cry playing at home against the Texans, whose defense is True. not all that, and then going to New England. Uh, so I, I would listen. He's he's still a start. He's, his game has really improved, and I love that what the, the you know the new coaching staff and what's going on there is doing uh, with the situation with the run first and establishing that and getting Lamar going. But I wouldn't expect the top you know type of game out of Tannehill that will be coming because the kid's a great quarterback. I mean, he's still like top top twelve. He's at our, uh, a QB one in terms of fantasy points per game and what he puts up, and he hasn't even gotten running yet. I don't know if you remember last year he wasn't running until later in the season either. And then he started putting up more and more points. He only has 44 yards rushing on the season, which is kind of odd because he's an extreme athlete who should be using his legs a little bit more. But, uh, wow, I mean, even Andy Dalton has more rushing yards than he does right now, which is kind of, kind of crazy. But, uh, I don't know. Uh, this is, it's going to be a fun game to watch. These guys always go at it. I'd expect more out of the Patriots when it comes to fantasy points. But uh, even with the role that Miami's on right now, Belichick seems to get into the heads of especially teams within his own division. Oh, I mean, uh, the coach, Dan Campbell, has been talking how awesome. He's basically like the best coach of all time for all the reasons that we've said on this podcast for years. He takes what you do best and he neutralizes it and makes you beat beat us. Beat, you're going to beat us with guys that don't usually beat teams. So I agree with you. Expect a little bit less from Miller. Expect a little less from Landry. Who knows how they're going to neutralize Tannehill, but it could be they're off guys that, that are going to have to beat him just because the opportunities are there. I, I, I still I don't necessarily say expect less from Landry, though, because they're going to yeah. be throwing the ball and they're going to be behind most likely in this game. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're, they are going to be throwing the ball. They're going to have to throw the ball in this game. They're, they're going to get behind, and it'll probably be rather quick uh, with the way that the Patriots are playing at this point. So, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't expect Landry to be completely under average or anything like that. He should be just fine. Let's kind of breeze through New England. So, you know, uh, Brady, he's, he's ridiculous. He goes up against the Jets last week and just thrashes them 355 yards, uh, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, he's averaging 342 passing yards per game. Hmm. You know, Miami's defense has gotten a lot better with Dan Campbell, but he's just 
overcoming any obstacle that's in front of him. So run down the running backs and wide receivers or who, you, who the plays. Yeah, well, I mean, Deion Lewis at, the, at this point, he's coming off of that, uh, well, he's still somewhat injured, and he's going to play, it's my guess. I mean, last week was a different story. I don't think that they felt like they, they needed him all that much in the type of game plan that they had going on, so it was fine to, uh, to uh, sit him for a week and let him get healthy. But he's going to be needed in this one a little bit, and I think that he'll be he'll be okay. Maybe work back in a little bit. Blount, I think, gets a little more work uh, than he has in the past, you know, few games or whatever. Because this is the type of team that you can just pound it. More than three rushes for negative three yards. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah, I would hope so. Thank God I listened to Dogmatica's player rankings because last minute. Threw in a good old Woodhead. Took out good old Garrett Blunt, and yes, that made me win the week. There you Woodhead go. won me a week, and Woodhead beat me in a week. Makes yeah, sense. Brandon LaFell had uh, just one of the worst games oh, I've ever seen by a Six receiver. drops? Six. Six drops. Oh. I mean, and granted, not all of them were like, uh, you know, pinpoint, so that, you know, it wasn't like bouncing off his face or bouncing off his balls. You know, it was just, you know, he just had a bad game where the balls were a little bit outside of him, and he just couldn't hold them. No, to me, the one that typified it was he. Uh, it was later in the game. He jumps too early, and then as he's coming down, the ball goes over his head. Yeah, yeah. That was. It was just one of those first games back. You know, haven't really practiced all that much. But listen, he's got the confidence of Brady. He's got the confidence of, Be- of Belichick. He's going to be a you know a big figure in this offense going forward. So don't be scared to play him in this one. Um, I would expect that a lot of attention will be uh, placed on Edelman. So uh, it'll probably uh, LaFell will get his due. Not it's not going to be an incredible game, but uh, you know LaFell will be fine. Uh, what about Amendola? He's a guy that's getting picked up a lot. What do you see as a trajectory for him? Not necessarily just for this game, but is he a guy? LaFell comes back. Everyone thinks, oh, he's dropping those passes. Uh, Amendola's got two good games in a row. What what are, what are you expecting for him uh, over the course of this game, but also for the rest of the season or near future? Well, two good games in a row. Dobson has not done anything to distinguish himself. LaFell struggling, but LaFell is a different position than what he's playing. Edelman, who's taking a lot of hits, too. I mean, you see that one, oh, yeah. that one hit that he took? I was, I was at home, and, and my fiance's in the other room, and I'm like, oh! It's just, what, what's wrong? I'm like, he just got killed. He, he <laughs> got right up, but yeah, he yeah. was slammed. So, uh, and Amadola's catching everything. Nine targets in each of the last two games, but but he's the guy that's being reliable. He's showing, you know, well, for whatever it is that Belichick brings out of these guys, and, and they re- resurge their careers when they when they guys come there if they if they work hard. And Amendola has been bit by the injury bug. That's always been his problem. But now he's he's healthy, and when healthy, he's a weapon. Agreed. I mean, he, but the, the it's the same thing with pretty much anybody and everybody in that offense, except for. Maybe an Edelman at this point. It's uh, it's a game plan. It's a game plan, a different game plan every week. And Edelman, I mean, uh, Amadola may not be used this week. You know, I mean, especially with LaFell being back, it kind of pushes. Even though Amadola had a great game last week and LaFell was there, you could tell that. I mean, after LaFell was dropping some balls, it's like, all right, I guess we got to kind of let up on him. They ended up putting in Dobson for LaFell towards the end. He got a few targets and a couple catches. That didn't you know, turn him in too much, but I mean, Amadola is going to be a hit or miss type of guy. And I, sure, it's, if you have a spot, go ahead and pick him up. But I wouldn't expect it every week. No, no, I I, I agree, and he is totally a matchup guy. Yeah. Because and he's actually a guy that's on the uh, the waiver wire right now in a league, and I'm looking at it and I go, 
I'm looking at the receivers that I have, and I said, you know what? I just don't want that headache because I'm never going to pick it right. Yeah, that's true. And that's that's usually how how I how I am with that. Are we yeah. done with? We know Gronkowski. You're going to start him. He's going to be delightful. One thing, I, one, one quick thing. There was some uh, good thing on E60 uh, ESPN uh, snippets. You know, you've seen him. Uh, Jeremy Schaap was interviewing Edelman, and there's some great, great stuff. Basically, one his ba- his background story is amazing. But uh, Gronk, uh, he said, is basically a numbers genius, and you can give Gronk a set of numbers to multiply, and he he'll do it. And he's never forgets a, a play. If he, he makes a mistake in practice. He never makes it again. He's basically said about Gronk in this interview. He's like, "You look at Gronk's career. He's never made an in-game mistake." And I was thinking about it. It's like he gets this. He gets this. Like everyone wants because he goes out on parties and he's got his shirt off. And even Edelman was basically like, "Yeah, he's 900 pounds and he's eight feet tall and he's got a six-pack." So everyone just wants to put him as a bro and a lughead. He's like, Gronk's like one of the smartest guys. Isn't that interesting? That's very interesting. But I love hearing that he's never made a mistake on the field because you think about it. How do I know? You can't. I, I'm not like watching Gronk every minute of a game when I'm watching the Pats. But I just like hearing those kind of backstories. So let's move on to the next game, and that one is going to be. This is a, this is a oh. this is an exciting game. <laughs> Detroit <laughs> at Kansas City. Where's this one? In London. In London. Nine thirty in the morning uh, again on the Eastern uh, time. And again, America, just and America and the NFL sacrificing again another afternoon game so that the world, the rest of the world, could get involved in our happiness and basically ruin our Sunday afternoon. Hey, it's a part of our hegemonic plan. It, it is. It is just so <laughs> stupid, though. That why do we? And then what's the point of having a red zone when there's two games on in the afternoon? The point of the red zone no, was that you never can't talk about this every. I know, but that you never had to watch a commercial. I know. Well, now go to RedTube or tell your girl, your fiance, to come on in and knock one out quickly. Uh, just two televisions, That's one game goods. on each one. You can also go to like Charles in Charge reruns if you if you're not. Charles happy. in charge of my days and Dude, my nights. Dude, I will nights. take a young Nicole Eggert. Uh, Absolutely. Screw it. Give me, give me some of that Lafrog I was drinking last week for episode 200. We'll give a couple uh, flashbacks and references to that show. I'll take a current Nicole Eggers. Yep. That, that was wrong. That was... <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about Lions first. Okay, obviously, Shake Up, Lombardi, Can. What does this mean for fantasy football owners that have uh, Detroit Lions guys in their team? Let's start at the top. Calvin Johnson. I mean, what it means exactly is I, I think we actually discussed it. Maybe it were texts or yeah. something. At least I, I did with, uh, Mo. with Mo. Yeah. Um, any any new offensive coordinator is immediately going to go to the bread and butter, plain and simple, and that means Calvin Johnson quite a bit. Granted, the Chiefs are the easiest team to pass against in the entire league right now. Actually, in my new uh, SOS for the week, the new strength of schedule, they're actually tied with Baltimore. Baltimore's that bad in the past. Day. So I mean, all the numbers I computed out, they ended up exactly tied. Strangely, uh, but still, either way, you know that that Megatron's going to get the ball, but. It's also very possible that Golden Tate finally breaks out and has himself a really nice game. Mm-hmm. Um, as Mo was telling me, the second receiver on teams that play KC, I think it's every game but one, they've, the second receiver either has a touchdown or 100 yards. So this might be the game if you drafted Golden Tate early and, and was hoping for something, this might be the game that pays off for you a little bit. But to go back to the, you know, what's his name? Uh, Joe Bob, him Bob, I caught a cooter type of thing. What's his name? 
Who are we talking about? Oh, the new offensive coordinator. Oh, I don't know. Alliance. I don't know, but I like I like it. I like it. I, yes, I'm go, space, I'm space. Sorry, I don't know. Yeah, I, it's, I don't know it's, 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 it's something like Jim Bob Cooter. I don't know. It's something. I'll tell you. I'll Cotter. Yeah, I, I, well, Cooter, I think. Cooter? Yeah, yeah I, think, I, I like the word, word Cooter. It's yeah. kind of funny. Anyway, uh, but like I, you know, like I was saying, he's going to go to the bread and butter. And the fact of the matter is they don't have a running back that's established themselves as something that they can go to. Jim Bob Cooter. Jim Bob Cooter. I was right, yeah. <laughs> he's got no offensive uh, coordination experience, too, like at any level that he's come from. Which makes it even better fantasy yeah, I agree. Just right. th- throw it to Megatron and, 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 you know, like they said with Jordan, just throw it to Megatron and everybody get the fuck out of the way. Yeah. You know, that's basically what's going to happen this first game. But like I said... Tate should probably have a pretty decent game too, and they're not going to be able to run the ball because they still they can't block for it. So and Kansas, and Kansas City, City is a top is a, six or seven team right um, against the run this year. So while we talk Jordan, uh, the season started this week, which is excellent. We always try and get an NBA reference. Uh, Pow stuffed yeah. LeBron to give us a victory, and uh, I don't know. I still like what we're doing. I think the Bulls could be good. But thirty years ago today, Michael Jordan had his first dunk. In an NBA game, and it was uh, alley oop, and it was sick. It was a sign for things to come. He got up there behind a dude on the baseline, just put it down, came down, and he was just like, "What up? Welcome to the NBA. You are going to change the face of the game." That's Jordan. awesome. <laughs> That's so cool. I, and strangely, I'm thinking back to that five and a half hour extravaganza we had last week. I don't think we said mentioned anything about basketball. Do you remember basketball at all? I think we do. Did. Do you remember? I, got, I think I got. How much do you remember? But it wasn't ecstasy, Alan. It was roofies. You think I knew that, Stu? The guy I bought it from seemed like he was a real straight shooter. I'm sorry. You mean the drug dealer at the liquor store wasn't a good guy? Well, let's talk. That's great. Let's talk about this quickly, uh, and then we'll cruise through this game because it just doesn't matter, and most of us will be so hungover. Uh, on for Saturday, uh, Sunday morning, that we're not going to watch this shithole of a game, anyways. By the but, way, I think it's fall back. We get an extra hour Saturday night. Too. Oh, so I hate that! I hate it when it turns dark at four thirty here. That's yeah, the, the worst. worst. That's the worst. Terrible. Okay, let's think positively here but and talk about episode two hundred. If you didn't listen to it, I'm telling you, I think I took a year off my life drinking that Scotch whiskey Lafroud. All of us texting each other the next day, dude. I can't get the smell away from me. It, it, it was in my breath like a gyros from uh, you know the south side for a two days, that LeBron. That and I asked someone about it, and they said, that's the stinkiest of all the boozes. Uh, Timmy, a guy that's on our kickball team, um, told us he's a bartender, and he's like, LeFrog was so popular at this one Irish uh, Scottish bar that I worked at that we had to, we did shots and drinks with it in a separate... Uh, you know, whatever, tumbler or whatever they put ice into it. He's like, the LaFrau one was a special one because it was so stinky that you couldn't get the smell off it and it literally amended its flavor profile to other alcohols inside this like silver tin. So crazy. So crazy. That was crazy. Listen, I'm a scotch. (laughs) I like scotch. Single malt tonight. That is not the kind that I ever, uh, ever, that's also like a Lagavulin's also kind of the same way where it's almost like it's it's fire. It's it's gasoline. It's 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 turpentine or something that you're drinking there. 
I enjoy some of the more smoky, peaty ones. So, you know, give me a Balvini, give me a Dalwinnie, give me a, give me a something on that end, and I'm going to be a lot happier than, than the Lafrog. Oh, I took a year off my life. We were, I was home for three days. I'm sick. I think it had something to do with it. To be honest, I had to listen to it. Other people on Facebook and Twitter telling us, like, I had to listen to that in, like, four segments, obviously. It was five and a half hours long. I finally got through it, I think, two days ago. Uh, just bombed. I've never sounded so bombed on a podcast in my life. Slurring at the end, telling everyone how drunk I was. But that was so fun. People, people, <laughs> people, literally, just people loved it. We we told a lot of backstories. We gave a lot of love and a lot of shout outs. And you know, a culmination of a lot of hard work by us uh, was realized. And that was really a milestone for us. And we're really happy that you guys enjoyed it. We really did. That was just awesome. I can't wait for 300. We're gonna we're gonna do a 10 hour. Yeah, we're gonna I, turn this thing into the the lonesome dove. I, I almost called the cops the next morning. <laughs> I, I literally I, I ate a bagel and I could have sworn that the deli that I got the bagels from just infused scotch into the middle of the bagel. I'm like I put butter on it. I put cream cheese on it. I ate it. That's, that tastes like scotch. What did these guys do to my fucking bagel? I, I couldn't figure out why my car was parked under a street lamp. Is it still there? I would assume. (laughs) I couldn't. You couldn't realize why you left your other raincoat at home. (laughs) You got any idea? No, 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 I don't. It's in my other raincoat. (laughs) Oh man, those sound bites that you did last week. I mean, those things were epic. Just for you being epic. Oh my god, just that was awesome. Well, let's get back to football. If you haven't listened to episode two hundred. You know, sanction out some time, prioritize your schedule in some way, knock out an hour here, and you got five days worth, five and a half days worth of podcast <laughs> to do, and uh, you'll enjoy it. It's fun. We talk a lot about football, but we talk about the backdrop of fans. Pyro have a lot of love for each other and how hard we're working, and I think it's good for you guys to see that side of uh, us. We are human beings here. Um, all right. Lions, keep going with them. Okay, I mean, I'll, I'll finish up the Lions real quick. Ebron is back, and he did really well last game. Uh, but I don't expect the same success this week against the Chiefs. They're also a top team against uh, tight ends. So I, I, while Brandon Pettigrew will be back probably to take on the blocking chores, um, which will free up Ebron to run some more routes, I, I would assume. I would also assume that... Uh, I don't know. I, e, Ebron won't get into the mix as much as he normally would. The Chiefs are—they're just too good against, and they always have been. Uh, the last few years, they've—I uh, think two of the last three years—they've given up the least receptions to tight ends uh, over the course of the year. So, yeah, while Ebron will be a fine play for you, I don't, I, I, again, I wouldn't expect the world. I, I, I would tell you this: Ebron is a guy that, if you're in dynasty formats or if you're looking at like further down the road here. This is a guy that has finally started to show the potential that why he was a top uh, first-round pick, uh, uh, you know, a year ago. Yeah, and I mean, I'll just reiterate something that we say every single year, both before the year and the off-season during the year: rookie tight ends don't do anything for your team. They are purely for longevity. They're purely for your dynasty leagues. That that's exactly what you're getting them. For in in drafts and whatnot, if you have rookie drafts or you know dynasty drafts, whatever, that's why you get your rookie tight ends. You don't get them for that specific year. Period. So now Charkandrick West has 100 yards uh, and a touchdown against Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Uh, he now seems to be the guy, and everyone's now wondering, you know, do I is this the guy that we go after? You know, 
Will he be able to run on this Detroit defense? Yeah, I think he will. I mean, everyone already went after him. He's not available anyway. No, I know, but people are wondering. You know, there's a lot of trade talk now, where, where you know this is like, and I'm one of these guys of the belief of this. I fall on the side of I would trade him, not trade for him right now, because it's an unknown commodity. And when an unknown commodity comes on, sometimes it's gold, but then sometimes it's it's a flash in the pan, and there are other other factors and other guys out there that might. That might nip it. So depending if I'm selling him high and I can get someone that I know is a, is a legitimate player in return, I, I think I'm going there. I like that school of thought for sure. The only reason why I'd say hold on is because Andy Reid, and correct me if I'm wrong, Miles Davis had zero touches last week. Yeah, he didn't. Correct. Zero. Zero. So yeah. in that situation, he's an unknown commodity in the most hot, in the best position ever. And if there's no one else eating into his situation, um, it looks like that. I mean, I'm a guy that has Nile Davis and been talking about him previous. Remember how much we talked about him so, this offseason leading yeah. up? Oh, that's the guy that you do. That's the first yeah. backup, handcuff. And the fact that this happened, I thought it, it might with, with the, uh, Charles. The fact that it does happen, opportunity knocks, and he's not even getting a carry out of the situation. Wow, I had so that wrong. Is he then this year's C.J. Anderson? I mean... I, you know I, that is, I is know. he going to be able to carry that that torch the rest of the way? Because look, here's another guy. You know, Alfred Blue, right? Also a guy that's thrust now into the, the situation because of injury, and we've seen Blue only really do well in one game. And that was against Tampa Bay. It, well, I, I, we'll eventually get to Blue. Yeah. Uh, you know, when it comes up in the Texans game coming up, uh, which actually is later on in the podcast. It'll probably be a couple hours before we talk to him. Uh, talk about it, but still, uh, I think West is the type of guy who will just run with this, especially since he had that game. If they didn't have enough faith in Niall Davis to to throw him right into the starting job yet, they're not going to. Plain and simple. And the fact that West just had one good game against a good run defense, Pittsburgh is, I think, uh, again, I just did a, a whole new SOS uh, which will be up on the site, uh, something for the uh, you know the the fantasy playoffs coming up, and every single week I do a whole new SOS now. So everything you're looking at, uh, tell us our, more about that. And we'll get back to it uh, for the site. Just so you guys know, we're gonna like that's gonna be a Pyro Pro article. We're gonna show it, and then within each of the player rankings, which we told you before, Dogmatic is pretty good at it. Number one this week in each of those. The SOS is included with each player ranking and each guy. So we were, until two weeks ago, using the SOS from our draft kit. The Dogmatica each offseason works really hard on uh, a really comprehensive um, strength of schedule. And it's it, like, like we said before, it makes our draft kit a piece of uh, a utility that you should use all through the season. But Dogmatic is starting two weeks ago, right? It's yeah, now done an ago. updated version of Strength of Schedule that's based on the here and now, knowing the lay of the land, the information and the, the situations that are going on in the league. So <coughs> it's not based on something you did this summer. Well, uh, no, it's not based uh, on something. There is a slight past uh, reference. Yeah, of course. Um, I, I, the way I compute an SOS every single week now is I'll take all the numbers from the current year. And I'll put weights to it. You know, I, I'll put uh, I'll put a a twenty five percent weight to one thing, another twenty five percent to another, thirty three percent to another, and then I give a uh, actually it's not thirty three percent, thirty eight percent to another, and then I give a, a slight twelve percent or ten to twelve percent. Um, I can't remember exactly what it is. I'm not looking at it 
to um, pass performance, the way that their defense was uh, even before. Because, I mean, granted, defense has changed a lot over the course of years and over the summers and, you know, the offseasons and whatnot. There's still remnants from the past that need to be brought into the present day. Most of my SOS is based on exactly what's going on this year, but it's also based on moves that were made in the past and uh, the success that they had with the players that they had before. So every single week I'm updating it, and it changes every single week, whether it's my, you know, minutely or just or a, a massive change for certain guys. Because with a team like, let's say, the Patriots crushing the Bills, the Bills have an awesome defense, but they're not as bad as the Patriots made them look. If you were to take the SOS based purely on uh, the, the three games that they played, which one of them was the Patriots, the Bills would be like the worst defense in the entire league. And that's just not the way it is. You have to weight it in certain ways and look at the way that they were in the past just a little bit. And it finally all com- comes together right around week six and seven, which is when I started doing it again, which is every single week from here on out through the entire season. And I'm going to throw in, like I said, this article we're going to do, uh, it's based on this year, pretty much in total, and it's going to be four, weeks 14 through 16, the playoff schedule. All right. Let's uh, let's not talk about the Chiefs anymore. Should, I mean, we'll mention the Chiefs. Uh, just a couple things. Out. Kelsey will be just fine in this one. He should have a great game against <laughs> Detroit. Um, I also believe that Macklin will have himself a nice comeback game after the concussion kept about that one extra week, which I think was a smart move. I really think that was a smart move by Reed to keep him out. Whether he was, you know, completely right and in, in, you know, and in his head to be able to play, I have no idea. But the way that he got hit and the way that he went down into that ground on that uh, almost catch, actually he didn't actually catch the ball. It looked brutal. It looked like every there was going to be problems with him for the rest of the year. Good idea to keep him out one extra week. If he's fine now, he's going to have a good game. Now, does Chris Conley do anything now with Macklin back and not having to have, you know, being able to, he's established himself as the next best receiver on that team. Does he have anything that he can do now that Macklin gets the number one guy attention? Yeah, I mean, I, he, listen, it's still the KC offense and it's still Alex Smith. So I'm not going to expect a whole hell of a lot out of that second receiver position, plain and simple. But I do believe that he has established himself as being better than Albert Wilson. Wilson was the one who caught the touchdown, mm-hmm. uh, I think it was the last week or a couple weeks ago, whatever it was. Um, but Conley is catching the passes. He's more dynamic. He's fast as hell. Uh, he's the type of guy that they want in there. And they they drafted him. I don't want to say it was early, but they they drafted him for a purpose. Third round. Yeah, to, to get him next to a Macklin on that other side. Ever Wilson Wilson is not the answer. So Conley is something to stash and, and look for later, especially with his brittle. I don't want to say as brittle, but he is kind of brittle that Macklin is. Conley's a guy that you kind of want to have on your team if you have a spot on your bench. All right, Buccaneers. This is the first early game. We're going to be at the Falcons. Let's start with the Buccaneers. Let's get, let's go through this one pretty quick. If we can get through two sure. games pretty quick, we can go back to our normal pace. And the next one I think will be a good one for that. Buccaneers. Okay, finally, a lot of people traded away Mike Evans, waiting for him to I show up. Uh, loved it. Finally, yeah, finally, finally looked like he was going to do something. You got the uh, Jenkins is coming back. You got some good good situations going on. We know. Uh, well, we just don't, tell we us know Vincent Jackson is out for a while. Yes, right. So now yeah, this it's is going to be a week to week thing with Vincent. But but he's out this week. But he'll he'll be out this week, and he'll probably be out next week as well. Is what I'm going to assume. This is fantastic news for Mike Evans owners because Jameis Winston is going to pepper him with passes. So. It's gonna be. It's gonna be good. And, and look, 
Winston is going to give you the, the horrible moments, but he threw some beautiful passes to him in that game. Oh, absolutely. I, and the, here's, listen, if you're, if you're a pessimist and need to look for something that's going to go wrong here, it's a fact that teams are going to be double teaming him constantly. I mean, when you got a guy named Dantia Dye as your other receiver, because Lewis Murphy also went on IR this week. He, yeah. Yeah, he's done gone. He's done for the year. So their number two and their number three are gone. Basically, teams are just going to cover Mike Evans, and that's it. You know, but the good thing is that Dante Adai caught a touchdown last week, so he has to be paid attention to. Still, Mike Evans will get the the yeoman's work in there. He'll get targets galore, and he should be able to do something with them. That's what I'm thinking. Fifteen targets. Yeah. Oh yeah. For so sure. I, I'm not saying, I'm, and I'm going to be. I'm not going to be optimistic. I'll be somewhat pessimistic. I think he probably only catches about seven of them. Maybe seven, yeah, six, seven. But it becomes seven for uh, w- with what he can potentially do. Pessimistic side, seven for 70 with maybe a touchdown. Optimistic side, seven for 114 with a touchdown. Optimistic side, nine or ten for 150. Well, and a well I'll say optimistic on seven receptions. Yes, agreed. I'll, I'll, I'm with you on that. I mean, <laughs> he, he will be peppered. He'll be the guy out there. Austin Safarian Jenkins is really close to getting back. It's possible he gets in there this week. So watch the news coming out. Watch my rankings. Um, I'm not putting him in there yet because they, they've they teased him before, and i got to wait and see if he actually gets in a full practice and they say, all right, he's good to go. Uh, do you like him as a pickup, though, for the rest of the season? Let's say they I don't do. play him this week. Do you think he comes back? Let's say he plays next weekend or beyond. Do you think he's going to be a guy that's uh, – because he's available in a couple in a leagues. Lot of leagues. In, a yeah. lot of leagues. And I'm sitting there thinking, jeez, oh, this guy's got that upside. And we know that if you the, can the rookie quarterback him. likes to lean on that rookie, uh, that, that tight end. You got uh, They're saying uh, – what I read is Jackson could be out for three to four weeks. That's you what can. I'm saying. I'm here in the longer. So I'm saying this is where Jenkins becomes – Look, he was he was doing great with him early in the in, in the year. So he is huge. He's six foot seven. Yeah, he's it's a, a great target monster. for him. And, and especially if Jackson's out, then it's going to be you know even better. So. Yeah, he's all a, right. He's Dougie a, Martin. Let's talk about the hamster and then move on. The, the hamster's an ass kicker, and you got to love him. What he's doing this year he's so second far. Second right now or third? Uh, in in uh, third. I think so, he's third behind Ingram. Yeah, he's yeah. Oh my God! I mean, he has just been outstanding. He's Ingram is second, Martin is third, but Martin is actually because he's played a game less, averaging more points huh. than Ingram. But in total points, yes, he's he's third in the league right now, more than Forte, uh, more fantasy points per game than than Matt Forte. It's it's amazing what he's doing, and we saw it. The writing was on the wall. We saw it all summer. And uh, hopefully, you grabbed him when when we said you should, <laughs> because he's going to have a big game. Paid. Yeah. And he's going to get paid. Big time. Um, all right, let's talk about the Falcons. Uh, wow. Well, uh, Julio Jones is going to have himself a game. I'll tell you that right now. Matt Ryan, um, in each of his last two home games against these Bucks, uh, I think it's 270 these yards. <laughs> the, the, these Bucks, either 275 yards or uh, more. It's either 275 yards or more. I can't remember if it was 275 or 250. I think it's 275 and three or more touchdowns in each of those games. That that's playing at home. He owns them at home. It's going to be a great game for Ryan. Watch out for that. Do you know that uh, Julio Jones? I think he leads the league in targets. That might be wrong, but zero drops on the season. Valverde shouldn't be here. Why is that, Alan? I'm not supposed to be within 200 feet of a school. What? Or Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you are a dick. 
that's a good one. Uh, second, second, uh, second in targets, uh, tied for second in receptions, and second in yards is Julio Jones. You know what? But he hasn't had that big game since after the first two weeks. True. Those were the big blow-up games. But the thing that I liked seeing last week watching him play is that he didn't show any ill effect of the hamstring that seemed to be hobbling him uh, the two previous games. Yeah. So uh, that's a positive. And again, matchup-wise, he should go crazy in this game. He should go crazy. And another thing to, to mention with the wide receivers... Uh, one of the darlings of the early part of the season that I'm sure everybody hasn't picked up or, you know, whatever it has not stashed at this point, Leonard Hankerson will probably be out for this game. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was starting to look like Roddy White was going to get back into that wide receiver two role on the team anyway. So if you have a chance right now, I think I mentioned it last week, if you didn't get to our four and a half last <laughs> week, I think that's what I might have mentioned. But uh, now is the time to, tr- to trade Hankerson for all that you can get. Otherwise, you'll be holding on to him for the rest of the year because he won't have any value. I think that he blew his wad pretty quickly, and that's all you're going to get. And I think Roddy White's going to start to come on because he had that early, uh, late preseason, early season injury that he was still dealing with. And now I think he's over it, and he's going to get back into it. Well, we talked about Julio. I think uh, the, the guy who's got the best hands this year might be uh, what they say Watson or whatever from uh, Benjamin Watson. On, on The guy who's got the, the worst ones. Uh, worst hands is Hankerson. Oh, actually, Edelman's got more drops than Hankerson this year, but Hankerson's been dropping it like crazy. So yeah, that's and that's what he's always been kind of known for, yeah. and that's why the Redskins just gave up on him. But when he does catch the ball and he gets open, that's the thing—he gets open and he gets open rather easily. So it's hard not to pass it to a guy who's just wide open all the time. He just happens to drop it half the time, which is a bummer. And he's got speed to to do something with it afterwards. But you got to have the ball in your hands to do it. Uh, the, the How about guy? Travis Benjamin, not Benjamin Watson. That was okay. I was Sorry. wondering what you were doing. Yeah, Watson's got the best hand. Yeah. I'm sitting there trying to process that. Yeah. Like, oh, no. Sometimes you don't try and process what I said. I'm actually trying to process Travis Benjamin having the best hands in the league. And I think well, yeah. you can't judge it on he hasn't the dropped any. Well, you know, right? You can't judge it based on on his connection with Josh McCown because Josh McCown just really has not figured out how to throw to a guy that's under six feet tall. Yeah. No. Okay. We got a point there. So, um, uh, is there any, is, are we talking about any, uh, anything else in this game? Running backs wise, we Tammy will be mediocre. He's more of a you know mid tight end two if you play in two tight end leagues or whatever. Um, the guy who's probably going to take the snaps, uh, Justin Hardy. They're going to get active, but I don't think he's going to play a role. The guy who's going to play that third receiver role is Nick Williams. He's actually been doing pretty well. Um, he's He's actually a little older than you think. It's a name you haven't heard before. I think he ended up coming out of college about seven years ago, but he was a rookie only three years ago. Uh, made his name somewhere else, and he's actually doing pretty good. Uh, <laughs> but he made his name when his parents named him, but he, I say, well, oh, better name. Better name. Counting cards is a foolproof system. It's also illegal. It's not illegal. It's frowned upon, like masturbating on an airplane. I'm pretty sure that's illegal, too. Yeah, maybe after 9-11 where everybody gets so sensitive. (laughs) (laughs) Mile high for the single guy. Oh, yeah, that's good. So, uh, last thing on this game, uh, Devonta Freeman should be able to run wild on uh, Tampa Bay. And I guarantee you, if you have him and you're not starting him, (coughs) somebody's going to shoot you. Yeah, you're an idiot. He's the number one running back. Oh, yeah. All right, let's go to Cardinals. <laughs> and, and also, he's he's the guy that proves to you you don't need to go running back, running back 
because he's a guy that was drafted what in in, in drafts probably like in fifth, sixth, seventh rounds, maybe even Same eighth with round. The, all, the other guy, Doug Martin, right? The highest drafted guy he, that's he actually was, top three is is Ingram, who you could get in the fourth round. Martin was creeping up, but everyone was on to Martin. Ingram going and him in. were fourth rounders, yeah, yeah. fifth round, but fourth rounders probably. Yeah, by the time, if you were waiting toward the end, then they were definitely fourth-rounders. Cardinals at the Browns. We'll start with the Cardinals. Obviously, um, we'll start with Palmer. Palmer looks to be uh, getting the ball around and everything's going well. She got, I, he's, he's, he's just a value value. I think before the season started, we said he was an ADP maven. I know Dog loved him all off season, and he's he, he, proven everything. Because of what Dog said, we had all the arguments in the yeah, off season about did. it, and we I did. kept and I kept saying I'm, I was going through all of his career stats, and you know, but it was it was exactly what Dog was saying it was a matter of is this guy going to stay healthy? Because the numbers that he was putting up before he got injured last year were top five quarterback numbers. So, you know, when I said I, I benched Tannehill, you know, Tannehill's been on my bench for like the last six weeks or so, basically since week one. Rather starting Carson Palmer, yeah, because the matchups are just better, and you know, even when he had that horrible game of only throwing for 161 yards, he throws for three touchdowns. So you know, last week 275, two touchdowns. He's just doing his thing. It's 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 consistent. His his floor is high, and the ceiling is high. So you know, he's he's never going to really hurt you when you start him in a week. Yeah, he's with more this, slow with this and now you look at what what Chris Johnson's gonna be being able to do. That's gonna help him. And you're also getting Michael Floyd worked into the situation, which obviously hurts the Larry Fitzgerald owners. But he's got, I mean, that's got to be maybe the best receiving core in the league. Maybe. Wait, wait, wait. I mean, it's 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 one of the other. They, the they're hats in the ones. ring. They're hats yeah, in the hats ring. Hats in the ring. So and they're finally getting Floyd, and uh, Floyd's a stud. He, I think he's. Over the, I think over the last three years, he's got the longest average uh, yards, yards per catch. Per catch. Mm-hmm. And the guy can make some plays. So, uh, And John Brown, I have him as a flex guy that, God, again, we won't talk about too much about the preseason, but we knew that guy was going to be a big value pick in our in our Absolutely. league. I mean, this is a guy that I got like in the 12th, 13th round. And he's playing for me every week. And he so, he's, he's just like... He just like delivers, man, and he's he got big play explosion written all over it. It's not happening, but, but as much as I thought, to be honest. But, but it's still legit. It, but but you, it, it can and it will. It, but because it's a Bruce Arians offense. Period. So they always want to take. They want to score as quickly as possible. Do it in one play and and throw it deep <laughs> down the field, and they just haven't connected on him. You know, Fitzgerald's had I think the the, the one or two. Uh, but other than that, they really, you know, John Brown's had long plays, but they haven't. He's had a chance too. He had a couple drops. True. A, co- yeah. a couple of weeks ago, he had one right through his hands, and it was to be like a fifty-yard touchdown. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, but that this this offense is really rolling right now, and uh, I, I think it's actually even a plus that uh, uh, that Fells went down. And they have Gresham actually working in there now too, which is what I think a great pickup for them as well. You know, I mean, he's a big kid who can who can block pretty well, and when he needs to go out on a pattern, he can catch the ball and do something with it. This offense is pretty dynamic and, and pretty dominant right now. So uh, get everybody going in that game. The next uh, a little going to Cleveland looks like Josh McCown's probably going to be okay. Um, and, and strangely, looking at his stats this year, I think he's top ten in fantasy points per game. 
which but, is extremely impressive. But that's also because of he had the miraculous run going up against some weak defenses, and you've two game what, run of four hundred yards, right? It was, it was yeah, it was a uh, four hundred and fifty to one, three hundred something the other. He had like three hundred passing in the game before that, so it was actually a three game run. But then he's he's really come down to earth. So you know what you were getting out of him before, you know, you know, facing an Arizona defense is different than facing a Baltimore defense. Big time. When you're when you're passing the ball. Can I bring this up? Um, sure. Dog, I was surprised. Duke Johnson, real high in your running back back rankings. Arizona, are you sure you're seeing something uh, they they can be run on? Like he's like no, it's he's top twenty five. I think he's like what twenty second, twenty third, twenty second. I think it is. Um, he's that's it is, and it has nothing to do with the, the running per se. Um, he's, it's he's just a receiving demon. He is. He's a receiving master already. I mean, he's awesome at it, and that's the way you're going to beat Arizona. Um, strangely, like we I think we talked about. I don't know, a couple months ago, a month and a half ago, or maybe not even that long ago, Arizona used to be very good at guarding those running backs coming out of the backfield, for, you know, catching passes. This year, they're awful at it. This year, they they can't cover it, and that's what Duke does the best. Cleveland's going to be behind in this game, and they're going to have to use Duke a bunch. Uh, Crowell's a little beat up. He's, he's somewhat injured. Robert Turman is still he's getting into the mix, but he's coming off an injury as well. Uh, they're not going to be able to run up the middle or anything like that against this Arizona D, so it's going to be Duke Johnson's show. But that's also the best part because with Turbin and Crowell in the backfield, neither one of them are receiving threats. So it's all, and, and, the, and the best part is for him, he keeps they keep giving him carries every week. He's getting like six carries a week. He just the most that, that Johnson does with it is usually about like eighteen yards, nineteen yards. It's about yeah, like musters. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is like this is a Danny Danny Woodhead type situation. Mm-hmm. You know, not, he's not as good as, as Woodhead yet, but it's coming. You could see it coming that he's going to get, you know, he catches six, seven balls a game and gets six, seven carries a game. That produces yards. Yeah. And when you're talking, in, you know, most leagues will do a point every 10 yards. You know, give the percentage. If it's, you know, 11 yards, they give you 1.1 point you know, or whatever. You know, that, that helps with a guy like this. Some leagues, if you have it well, where you have to gain 40 yards before you start or 50 right. yards before you start, it might not be the greatest I'm play. just saying it, it's nice that they're still giving him carries because he's only averaging, I think it's like, it's paltry. I don't even know what Yeah, of course. Three, three yards a carry somewhere around there. If that, maybe under three yards a carry. Sore, but they're still giving yeah. him chances because you see what he does as a receiver. He is just, and he's catching. He's getting targeted nine, ten times out of the backfield. Yeah, so. it's, and it's strange because this Cleveland offensive line is good. Um, and eventually, you know, once they settle on getting someone going, uh, most running backs will tell you that they need reps. They need carries. They need volume to be able to actually do something with the game. When you have a three-headed monster, or in some cases, like with uh, the Giants right now, uh, a four-headed monster, nobody has enough chances to get something rolling. Uh, eventually, Cleveland hopefully will figure it out and say, wow, this is Duke Johnson kid. We can't keep him off the field anymore. Let's just get going. Um, but until then, he's the pass-catching demon. That's what gonna, they're going to need in this game, and that's why I think he's, he's going to produce um, against this Cardinals defense because that's what they give up. If um, Mo clarified, Pyromaniac Mo clarified, that he is the one that came up with community for three. Okay. I, 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 so, sorry that I gave uh, the other fella um, too much credit from League Safe. Uh, Harrison, too much credit. Sorry about that, Mo. But if the Giants have four, is that a uh, county? 
It's a commune. It's a commune. It's a it's a it's a militia. It's a coup. It's a coup. They're gonna overturn the rest of the offense. I say let's you know what we're gonna do? We're not gonna talk about the Browns anymore. Unless you got something else you wanna say. Barnage, but one of the best pickups of the year. Guy just keeps on getting it done. Well, this is this Travis is the Benjamin, matchup. This is the matchup of uh, for him the the Strangely. unstoppable force versus the immovable object because the uh, Arizona <laughs> is the best team at limiting tight ends. It's like it's only three point six fantasy football points. Uh, fantasy They're number one in the league against tight ends, which is a complete one eighty for that team because they right. were last. I think two of the last three years or three of the last four years against tight ends last. And this year they're first. And they've also usually never featured the tight end in their offense at all. And all of a sudden, Jermaine Gresham. So they're, they're a different team. And even team Fellas now. when he was doing Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, there's so, some screw going on there. Well, I will tell you this, though. Barnage is, got, is, is, is becoming, a, in a sense, it's Brady-like. Because Josh McCown, he doesn't trust hardly anybody else out there. So he's looking to his checkdowns a lot. That's why Duke Johnson's getting a ton of play. That's why Gary Barnage is getting everything. Because Barnage is also doing it where he's blocking and then releasing. And he's he's a, such a good blocker because that's all he was asked to do for the first eight years or seven years of his career that he's showing great hands and and the trust level and the anticipation that those two have together is phenomenal. So I I, I think you're not going to get the high ceiling game that you had out of Barnage all these other games, but don't expect him to get shut down and being held to like thirty yards or anything. Agreed. Like well, agreed. one thing isn't Bar- Barnage comes from the Cardinals, right? So is this a uh, old an ex team? Uh, to shine kind of game. Is this a revenge type game? Or if something? it is, it's, it'll, it'll maybe have, that play that might play something into it. It, where it always does in the back of their minds for sure. Because Bruce Arians again was a guy that never featured the the, the tight end. He just wanted blocking tight ends. Exactly. Because that's why he wanted to have his Richard Mendenhall. He always wanted to have the you know the pounding running game. So yeah, uh, it's yeah, very different. Uh, the last thing I will say on this game, and this is it, but it, it bears mentioning. Travis Benjamin has been a stud for people this year. Um, and this is just a really tough matchup for him. You know, my guess is that uh, Patterson will be guarding him pretty much the whole game. He'll be covering him, shadowing him, or whatever. Patrick Peterson, sorry. I like um, Patterson. That's a combination Patrick of Patrick Peterson, and yeah, Peterson. It was, yeah. That's exactly what I did. Patrick Peterson will be probably shadowing him. But because I believe they're going to be down, he gets so much volume. And because of the volume that he gets, I, I think he pulls through and puts puts together some decent wide receiver two numbers for, numbers for you this week. If you watch the game on Monday night, I mean, Steve Smith was owning uh, Peterson. And we know that Steve Smith's a great player. He's a savvy vet. He's still got some speed and knows how to do it. But he is, does not have that athleticism and that speed coming across or going deep. And that route tree maybe as much as Travis Benjamin does. I, could, I agree with you. I could see... I love... Uh, Peterson's awesome. He's amazing. He puts his nose right there. He does follow the best receiver. Can't knock on him. There's a lot of guys that people say are the best, like at Revis Island, like at Sherman, that don't do that and get all the accolades. Peterson puts his nose to the grind and says, you know what, you, Calvin Johnson, I'm on you all night. If you have a big game on me, amen. High five. I did my best. You do it. We're warriors. Uh, but I could see Travis having a good game because, man, he even... Return Peterson returns punt. He just is in the game so much. It's like you're watching the best player on a high school team. Yeah. But the thing also too is that this is the type of receiver that Peterson struggles with. Why did he struggle with Steve Smith? He does better against the guys that are the six four, six three, six four, six two 
big guys that he can get in there, muscle up on them, and has the speed that they can't run away from him. It's these little jitterbug guys that give him a little shift, and all of a sudden, that you know, and they're also why are they tougher for him? Because they're running shorter patterns. So he does has a better job being able to. Chasing the bigger guys down the field, if it's hand fighting and everything else, he's fantastic at that. He's also great at locating the balls that's in the air. He's also great at closing in when he's behind on, on the play. But when you're playing against little jitterbug guys like that, it's harder when they're catching the ball within the first five to seven or then, or, or you know, getting you with a move there and then catching the ball 15, 20 yards down the field. Totally agree. Good stuff. That actually, that game I think will be better than you think. Uh, I'm kind of excited to watch that one. 49ers at the Rams. Valverde. Oh, you get this one now. <laughs> you just earned this one. I did. You're not really wearing that, are you? Wearing what? The man purse. You actually gonna wear that? You guys just fuck with me. It's where I keep all my things. Get a lot of compliments on this. Plus, it's not a man purse. It's called a satchel. Indiana Jones wears one. So does Joy Behar. It would go perfect with that dress you're going to wear this weekend, Jennifer. Oh, absolutely. Uh, okay, the Niners, let's be honest, Kaepernick, you're reading this week that he's an island. Uh, he's not. He's on by himself in the locker room. He's totally lost all his confidence. Uh, I saw him team, laughing in an interview. The, the, yeah, the team, what? I saw him laughing on NFL Network before I came over tonight. Like, just having a like good time? Like, he was, like, talking with the media guys. Yeah, actually, like, because they asked him... Uh, from, you know, the Jim uh, Tomsula line. They said, so have you ever been at a dinner party where you're breaking dishes? <laughs> did, did you hear the Tomsula no, thing? Tomsula's like, you know, it's like we're like an Italian family at dinner. And you, you know, <laughs> dishes get broken. You know, whatever. you all come back to eat together. <laughs> I like it. That's my kind of, that's my kind of uh, pep speech. Uh, but Let me see if I can find it for the you. The truth is... It's Trouble City. Uh, hopefully, the, the, he's not. The, it's not all on him. But you know, at this position, it's the hardest position in sports. Uh, once you're broken, it's hard to come back from it. Uh, the way that their contract with Kaepernick was set up from day one, they said the 49ers just set up a bunch of individual one-year contracts. I don't know. I love the guy. I hope. I, I don't love him. You know, I don't love him. But I hope he's not done. And in all honesty, the writing's on the wall that Kaepernick might be a backup quarterback and be out of the league in three or four years. Here's the thing. He's got um, guaranteed a lot of money left for injury. And while there's little rumblings about sitting him like, uh, like, like they're doing with Robert Griffin um, to, to, save them, to spare themselves the possibility of having to shell out millions of dollars due to a possible injury, that's not going to happen. I agree. But the... the because plain and simply, it, they're not the Redskins. The Redskins actually have two other quarterbacks who could play on their team, Cousins and McCoy. The Blaine Gabbert can't play. I mean, he's, uh, he's terrible. He's the worst quarterback I've ever seen. Uh, ever seen. Ever. Uh, so, I mean, they, they don't have anybody else on that team. So they kind of have to go with Kaepernick and see what happens there. Um, I'm going to stop with that, and I'm just going to say, let's just breeze through this one. This yeah. game is useless. I don't want to say a word. I, 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 I just want to read the Tom okay. Sula thing. So, Tom Sula said, The biggest thing I said to them was, Guys, it's like an Italian dining room table. Uh, everybody's sitting around the table, and sometimes it gets heated. Dishes get broken. People leave. But everybody's got to come back to the table to eat. And when it's all said and done, we're hugging and kissing, and we're eating good food again. <laughs> 
Uh, will you pass me the uh, completion percentage? <laughs> Incomplete, sorry. I mean, did you see some of those passes <laughs> in that last game? Oh, oh my God. I mean, Torrey Smith looking like, dude. That was 30 feet off. No, no. Bolden, Bolden, <laughs> like, literally, there was one play where Bolden, the ball was literally 30 feet in the air. At the sideline. He's running the corner out to the sideline. <laughs> like, are we playing on the Canadian Football yeah. League? Because even if we are, it's still out of bounds. Well, we know what Kaepernick's uh, job post-NFL quarterback could be. He could be one of those uh, fluffer, crowd fluffers that gets everyone jacked up and they're like shooting, shooting shirts out into the crowd. <laughs> Kaepernick will just be throwing shirts to the third row. <laughs> He's going to have a bad game. Period. Um, so I completely stay away from that. The, the, there's two guys in this game that I think could do something. Maybe three. Uh, the two guys are Hyde could do something that St. Louis can be run on a bit, but because every team knows that Kaepernick can't do shit, they bunch the line, so I wouldn't expect a whole hell of a lot of, out of Hyde. Gurley, obviously, yeah. is going to have a monster game. This is going to be another week where he just puts it together, just like last week. Uh, last week, I think I had him second in my rankings. This week, I have him third. Um, he's going he's gonna to have a really nice game against these Niners. I don't expect anything less than uh, you know, 110, 120 yards and a touchdown. So I mean, he's, he's going to be flying off the charts this week. Last guy I think that can do something in this game is possibly Tavon Austin. Um, that kid is starting to become a, a mainstay in the backfield. He's getting four or five carries at least a game, and he's doing something with them. And he's catching balls, and he's starting to live up to the hype that he had a few years ago, and they're starting to use him. Folds isn't all that as a QB. They're not using Britt very often. He's getting five targets a game but catching one. Uh, Brian Quick is getting two targets a game and catching zero. Uh, Stedman Bailey is maybe going to get a few targets and he'll catch them, but otherwise the offense just runs through Gurley at this point. That's what's going to happen, and that's the ball game. All I'm going to say, uh, one thing about the Gurley thing, told you so. <laughs> yeah. In Georgia players, I want to tell you what, they may not win at the collegiate level, but A.J. Green, uh, you know, Stafford, well, you know. Can't win them all. He's had his time. He's had his times. No Sean had his times. No Sean had yeah. some all right times. You know, but Gurley's going to be But here's what I want to ask. Uh, so I, I, I want to ask two questions. One, and I'm going to let you answer it, and then the second You're one. You're only going to have one left. No, no. You're only going to have one because left. Because the, the, the one after that is a perfect lead into the next game. So you said. Before, I got one thing to say about Gurley for go, you. Go, go, say your Gurley thing, okay. and I'll ask my uh, question. Two things. One. Thank God we have him. <laughs> one thing. Hey, two one thing. things. Two things. One thing I love is that we have him in our Pyro Pro League. Thank God. The the, the Goo Fathers are ranked number one. We're tied with the uh, win, but we do have the number one ranking. With, with D-Rex who fell, fell asleep and had like illness during, during could, the draft. I wish I could. Are you trying to say that we could do this in our sleep? Yeah. He did. He did it. <laughs> we did. Well, the truth is, it was a, a lot of things happened. We made sick pickups. Dion Lewis yep. first week. That was yep. enough. That was, like, who's this guy? Yeah. Pick him up. Trust me. It's been a big part of it. Yeah. Who do we start? Was it Marvin Jones? This, who is it? Yeah. One week we started Marvin Jones. Who was it this week that we played that lit it up? Lit it up for us. Oh, who was it? Oh, it was a random wide receiver. Anyway, was it Nate Washington? No. God, who was it? We grabbed somebody that poor. Poor Mr. Handsome, uh, Solid Nine. We out of nowhere, we just got like a pickup that we threw out. How good is this Solid Nine? We can't even tell you who it was. That we, we can't even tell you who we picked up. Threw up twenty three. <laughs> 
I love this stuff. Uh, but really more than that, the second thing, guy's a total beast. Pyro Stash, uh, this week, you know, we, we talk about him a little bit on episode 200 and some previous shows. He's the fellow that's doing all the graphics. Great dude, bringing a lot to the table for us. We Game-breaking illustration, and we're taking a new movement. And actually, I've already seen a Kelsey illustration in that new style, which is sick. But uh, me and Pyromaniac Stash, Pyro Stash, have been working on a, a new style for our Pyro illustrations. And damn... That girly one that's up right now on the player rankings, you can see it up on our Twitter uh, cover. It's also up on our Facebook.com forward slash Pyromaniac cover. That thing is sick. It's Nike level, ESPN the Magazine level illustrations. Thanks. I'm not going to give you a shout out for a few weeks, Pyro. So soak, Pyro uh, Stash will soak it up. So, so, yeah. so live on this for, until, that, until then. Mike Tyson. <laughs> This is my favorite part coming up right now. I guess it was the Marvin Jones a couple weeks ago. It was the really Marvin Jones. I mean, we had uh, Calvin last week who, who did just fine, but uh, I think it was the Marvin from two weeks ago. Nice. Um, all right, let's go. No, let, me, let, me ask my, let me ask my oh, yeah, question. Yeah, okay, okay. What do you got? Sorry. So, personal question. I haven't done it in so long, but it's something we never talk about. Team defenses. I picked up the Rams last week because I had the Broncos that were on a bye, but I'm looking at this week going, I think I'm going to ride the Rams again because the Broncos are playing against... Green Bay, and I know how hot they've been, but how long can can Denver stay that hot? And I I, I think I go with the Rams this week That's for sure. Rams. I okay. mean, they're not only they they're an opportunistic type of defense, but they're going against a QB who's mistake prone and a, a running back who sometimes gets injured or makes mistakes himself. If they have to get Reggie Bush involved in the game, you know something wrong is going to happen there. So I, this I team mean, can't score. What is, I mean, how many points do the 49ers have that's, in the last two or three weeks? I mean, it's under 20 points. Right. Cap will take sacks. He'll throw interceptions. There'll be a fumble or two. This is just a, it's a good game for the Rams, especially at home. Okay. The other one is you're talking about Devon Austin. So I want to uh, combine that with the team that we're going to be talking about next, where the matchup is, uh, by the way, New York Giants at New Orleans uh, Saints. And Brandon Cooks. So Devon Austin. Can I ask a question? I'm yeah. sorry. I got offered a trade today. Raul, Thomas Raul, Rawls for Tavon Austin and a backup, a handcuff to my Le'Veon Bell. Wait, you're Rawls. giving up who? You're, Rawls. You're giving up Rawls. And he wants to give you Austin, Austin for Rawls. And, and D'Angelo Williams. It's a rookie, must play rookie league. Is there anything I should know about? Is Rawls going about to light it up? Or are they about to sh- sit uh, uh, beast mode for a while? It's from Stegman in our league. Yeah, he just offered me a, a deal with Tavon Austin involved as well. Um, here, here's the thing: in our this type is going to change. This is going to change the intel response. In, <laughs> in our in our Hasn't league, changed. I don't see Tavon Austin being that much of anything. I would rather hold on to Rawls with the possibility of Lynch going down and Thank him you. being the main guy. Done. Yeah. Now. The question is, he knows, and the reason he touches D'Angelo, D'Angelo if Le'Veon goes down, 
D'Angelo is that backup. Uh, you know, I don't want to play that game. I don't want to go and try and get a backup. No, as I said, it, never, never sell another guy a player With that's the a starter for you for a handcuff in that regard. If you either handcuff him in the draft and you've been stashing him, or you don't, you can't trade for him and pay for that. There's guy. a line. There's a line. My uh, my grandfather, you're borrowing trouble. Yeah, yeah. So. So the question, though, is this week, would you rather start Tavon Austin in this matchup against San Francisco or Brandon Cooks in his matchup against New York? And New York is also not great against the pass. I would I would probably rather take the chance on Cooks, and I'll tell you why. Uh, San Fran is, has not been very good against the run at all, and I think that this, this is probably a pure girly type of game. And while I think Austin will produce some, I don't think he has the potential to produce a lot the way that Cooks can in this type of game, especially with the Saints being at home. Uh, Breeze always does better at home. They're starting to turn it on a little bit. And granted, he hasn't been that great uh, th- this year. The Saints haven't been all that great this year, but uh, uh, Cooks in particular has not been all that great. This might be the game where he starts to get it rolling a little bit. Hopefully, I don't know. I mean, that's what I'm hoping for. He's on my team. That's who he was. That's who uh, Stegman was trying to trade for. Uh, I think it was Cooks. Um, oh no, it wasn't Cooks. It was James Jones. And, and we're not supposed else. to talk about our fantasy teams. Yeah, you're right. You open the. You open the. This, your two questions opened up this, I uh, and I like it. But, Sometimes but, we need advice. We're getting it anyway, so whatever. I would. That was I advice for me for my fantasy teams. <laughs> I would still yeah, go with Cooks. Uh, the, the Cooks game plus the the Rams 49ers game has a chance of going quickly. You know, because it's going to be a, there's going to be a lot of running in that game because neither quarterback can do much of anything. This game that we're about to talk about here, which I think we might as well just start yeah, getting into it, the Eli Manning versus uh, Drew Brees indoors matchup has the potential to to explode. There, I mean, there could there could feasibly be 80 points scored in that game. Hmm. Um, so, I mean, that, especially with Prince Akamura out, uh, that's the, the Giants' top corner, basically. Um, I, I think that Cooks is a decent play in this one. On the other side of the ball, I might as well start with the Giants, but I've said a bunch about the Saints already. Let's go with the Giants. Eli Manning will probably have himself a nice game in this one. I, I think that Odell Beckham is basically back to full strength. I know they're still resting him a tiny bit, but it looks like, I mean, if they're not sitting him and he's still playing in games, you got to figure that he's at least close back to, you know, close to full strength. I think Beckham gets right back into it and right back into a groove. I think the Giants are going to have to pass the ball a little bit at some point in this game. Um, the interesting part about what's going on with the Giants is that backfield, of course. I think that uh, the Orleans-Darqua sighting, the, that what happened last week, I, th- I don't want to call making it... making uh, another Darkman movie? I, I can't wait for the next Darkman movie. What, who's, what's Dar- who's Darkman? Don't you remember Darkman? That was the, uh, it was based on some comic book, but it was... Uh, well, with the guy who did the chemical experiments, and then he was like his face melted off, and he was like, he was able to like, uh, he had ability to made a machine where he could like make my, his face look like your face and like be you in, in disguise. And is, uh, is you, there a joke you, here? You were like, <laughs> no, oh, I'm just saying, you know, your poor wife. <laughs> I know I didn't see it. It's a movie you haven't seen. Obviously. I know the movie. It was actually pretty. It was. It was actually. And the bad guy was, was, was like the, was like the guy, the the, uh, the the mentally challenged guy from L.A. Law, was the bad guy. Oh. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ! He Going was, back, anyways, you just, you just got us less pussy from the result of this podcast. Uh, like, you jinxed us pussy wise for a while. Some of us aren't engaged. 
That's why we wear. Uh, that's why I wear a dress. I, I just, I'll tell you. That's why I wear. Hey, it's Phil. Leave me message or don't. Do me a favor. Don't text me. It's gay. <laughs> <laughs> I want to take this opportunity to have a word from our sponsor, and our sponsor today is Fresh Balls. If you haven't heard of Fresh Balls, it's pretty friggin' awesome. Uh, go to. You can get it at your local store. Um, it's basically a heightened steroidal version of Gold Bond and check it out. It's amazing. Their website, the title of the website, it's the best thing ever to happen to your balls. So that is our sponsor, Fresh Balls. I picked some up. You can buy 10, get 5 free. I'm not even kidding. I'm not even kidding. I don't know how often your balls must really be in trouble if you need that much of this stuff. But I don't know. I was scratching my balls earlier on the show. If you guys noticed or not, I was got not watching you scratching. Hey, I, I contacted with each other. I this. thought maybe you were purposely not looking at me because I was obviously scratching my balls. It's because we rushed into the show and I didn't get my fill of fresh balls. Sponsoring the Pyro Podcast since October twenty fifth, two thousand. No, we signed days the contract ago. three days ago. 2015. Remember, this is chafing season. You know, especially when it gets cold out, you're wearing all those extra layers and you're chafing a little bit, you want to have fresh balls. Yeah, if you got long underwear on, your balls are getting like, it's like a little, it's like a little pop belly stove down there. I got a it's an easy bake oven, for Christ's sake. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's go on. Uh, back to the Giants a little bit. Uh, stay away from the backfield. Uh, this is a game where somebody could do something because uh, New Orleans can be had in the running game. But if you want to take your chances on who it's going to be, go for it. Be my guest. I'm not going to make a prediction. Uh, I could put all four guys next to each other in my rankings, honestly, and not and just completely ignore them all. That's the, literally what's going on in this backfield. They've already warned against Orleans Darkwa suddenly all of a sudden taking over this backfield. That's not going to happen. He did have a great game, and he looked good doing it. I'll admit, he definitely looked strong, and he got through the he got through the line and put together some power that Andre Williams only goes three yards a carry, and and Rashad Jennings is somewhat weak as well. He definitely looked like he could be the best of the bunch, but uh, no, nah, I, I just I, I can't see him taking over a backfield that already has some decent talent there. So I do what you're gonna do. I, I'm not gonna tell you to not start Darkwa. But I don't think he's really going to do anything in this game. Um, it's, it just doesn't seem like the type of game he would. Saints side of the ball, like I've already said, Drew Brees at home usually does well. The Giants uh, secondary, while it's been done, no, it actually has not been all that good. But Prince Akamura is out. So it could be a nice game for Brees. It will be a nice game for Brees. It's indoors. The whole rest of the team should get involved. Ben Watson should get involved. The best hands in the get, NFL. I the mean, best fine. hands in the NFL. Benjamin oh, Watson, isn't it? Oh, no. I thought we were talking about uh, P- Peter Piaw. Peter. Pierre. <laughs> Firecracker fingers. <laughs> Peter, Jason, Piper, Jason Big Pierre, Little Life, Fireworks. Stubbs. Stubbs? Yes, yeah, Stubbs. Yeah. Uh, did you hear today after they signed him to like, they gave him a One year contract, he's got a shite load of money. Yeah. You hear it caught the like, He's always used that left hand like a club. Now everyone's on board with the right. program. <laughs> he never used that as his jerk and tackle. He's always a club. It's like, oh, God. It's too bad that they're not in vogue anymore because Jason Pierre Paul recommends the club. <laughs> Car protection services. 
Oh my god. To be honest, I, oh. I, I, quickly I'll make this in. I saw the club on like the funniest, crappiest old car. It's always on some shitty old car. I was dying. I was like, <laughs> I was like, dude, you want this stolen? What are you doing putting the club on there? <laughs> Let me How can you possibly it. have the club? Like, I would have, a, I would have post-its all over. Please take this car. I'm insured. I can get three hundred dollars if it's gone. Well, the best part is, is they show that they can. You know how easy it is to get a club off of a car. Really? <laughs> yeah. So, I don't recommend the every, club. Every time I've gone to steal a car with the club on it, that Viper car alarm that has five different <laughs> crescendos to it always goes off. So I'm like, oh, this is high tech stuff here. I'm out of here. Uh, also, since we're in the way way back machine, uh, a sad news of passing. Bartles and James, oh. the silent man of the Bartles and James, uh, passed away at 83 years old. That's sad. Yeah, that's a bummer. That's yeah. a bummer. Remember we we had we carried Bartles and James for a little bit over at Dewey's. Rest in peace, Dewey's, yeah. and this guy. But we tried, and it was so bad that I think after one time, I think Dog Matica and Stags just like I think they just gave like a couple cases to some high school girls. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. I can't believe you just said that on the air. Don't worry. Dewey's isn't in business anymore. <laughs> Where do you think I got all my dresses? All right, moving on. <laughs> wow, you're so One quick thing. One quick thing before you go on. Uh, before we get to the Vikings at the Bears, uh, bye weeks. Houdini just pointed out to me that we haven't mentioned it. The Bills, Jaguars, Eagles, Redskins all get to go back to Taking a little moment off, I think the Jaguars are in the best standing at the given moment and uh, kind of recalibrate. Uh, I like what I think the Skins, Eagles, Bills, and Jaguars can all do coming out of a good bye week. So let's go on to the uh, and, and, Vikings and, Bears. And a and fantasy expert Houdini here in his league just had to make a trade because uh, when he drafted his team in the league where it's just the supplemental picks. Two, two quarterbacks. No, same. two tight ends. I had Charles Clay and Zach Ertz, so both on bye. So I had to trade uh, Zach Ertz and got Heath Miller. Nice. That's fine. Yeah, as long as Big Ben comes back. But it's I gave up because I needed a guy. I needed to have a guy for the week. I've already drafted, dropped, and picked up Ertz like three times. Yeah, before. right. I, I I have Ertz and I have Clay. We were who are both on by. I also have Kyle Rudolph, so I'm, I'm playing See, him against the Bears. My my, my whole yeah, that's a great play. My yeah. whole feeling is now that I got rid of uh, Ertz, I don't have any decisions. Just Clay every week, so. But I, I, in my other league, I do have a, a Kyle Rudolph, and I'm loving Kyle Rudolph this week against the Bears. Agreed. And I don't know if you guys saw that, that catch, that touchdown he had you know, last week. Uh, the one-handed, left-handed. The only way you catch touchdowns for Minnesota is if you make ridiculous touchdowns. Absolutely. Yeah. Stephon Diggs. Diggs. Crabs. Wow. Both of them. That was like Both. that one last year from John Brown. Kids, just yeah. like, totally really good. I'm catching this effort. Kid is really good, plain and simple. Yeah, really I mean, good. I mean, he made a great double move on on that run, on that uh, catch. Holy cow! He just got past that defender, dove into that end zone. The ball was overthrown a little bit, but he got up, grabbed it, two hands, barely on the fingertips, turned over and and caught. The, I'm very impressed with uh, this Stephon uh, Diggs kid. Mike. He should be keeping that starting job. Oh yeah, he's uh, he's got it. Why he's would he, why, why would it go away? The, the thing is. We haven't heard a peep out of Mike Wallace. Well, you, you did hear a peep out of him a couple weeks ago where he said, you want to know who this Stephon Diggs guy reminds me of? Is Antonio Brown. Brown, yeah. And while Wallace has been making the most money in any wide receiver... Uh, he's been stealing for uh, a long yeah, time. He's been stealing for a long time. But if he's going to say that, he's like, wow, this guy reminds me, 
I like hearing that. What Especially I'm saying from is you an egotistical guy that's not props much. But you haven't heard from Wallace bitching. You haven't heard, you know what? It's almost like he realizes. He knows he's stealing. Right. So I think it's finally come to that where it's like when you're on your this, you know, you're on that one contract, you're on this team, and you need to be a good soldier now because I want to get another contract somewhere. But he doesn't even want another contract. He just wants to actually earn the money on this contract. He's got a seventy million dollar contract. I know it's ridiculous. I, don't, I, don't, I, 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 I can't tell you. I can't say that he. It, that's the reason why. I don't know if he wants to earn it or not. I don't think he. I don't think he cares. He doesn't want to lose it. He doesn't want to lose it. Yeah, that's, he doesn't want to lose it. Yes. He that, it. That's a better way of putting it. He doesn't want to lose that. You're right. Great point. I have now, I, this week, I have now had Stefan Diggs ranked over Mike Wallace two weeks in a row now. Um, and I believe it's going to happen again. Uh, it's, I think that Diggs is going to have a nice game. Rudolph will have a nice game. I don't think that Peterson, uh, Adrian Peterson, has the greatest game. He, he's been having a little bit of a tough time. You know, I mean, he's had a couple good games, a few good games, whatever. But when teams want to cue in on him, and they do because they want to make Bridgewater beat them, he hasn't been able to break the line very often. And I'll tell you right now, I think the last time he ran for a touchdown against the Bears, I think it was 2012. Is that right? Yeah. You know, believe it or not. What's interesting, though, is I think it also it, it coincides, it perfectly coincides with Bridgewater finally starting to get comfortable in the offense. Again. Yeah. You know, I think, remember... Bridgewater had never played with Adrian Peterson. He didn't play with him last year. So True. he had one game. Uh, was he even the starter? No, he wasn't was the starter, starter in week one. So he never played with him. So in the beginning, it was just basically they were force-feeding Adrian Peterson. Peterson was doing everything. And Bridgewater, I think, you know, was kind of like a little starstruck or a little whatever, you know. It's like, okay, i got to defer to Adrian. And now that he's finally started to assert himself, I mean, look, this is a team on the rise, and you do have young players. Who are the best playmakers on the team? It is a Stephon Diggs. And yes, Peterson is still going to get all the attention, but you know what, Bridgewater, you need to be one of the next best playmakers on this team. And I think he's finally starting to take that that move because in the beginning of the year, his passes looked like Kaepernick's passes. Oh, yeah. And all of a sudden, in the past couple of weeks, he's throwing uh, sharp, crisp, precise passes, and he's starting to throw touchdowns. And this is a game... Against the Bears, where I believe they have not won in Chicago, I want to say this is like seven years in a row it's or a something while. like yeah, that. It's, it's a, been long a long time. time. Yeah, I, think it I was at the game last year in Chicago where we, we, we beat them, and I was sitting right next to a Vikings fan, and they weren't too happy about it. I remember a good conversation with about Adrian Peterson with them. One quick thing I'll say, and I, I, this is non-football, but uh, Adrian Peterson, do you know that when he was ill last week and almost couldn't play, do you know what it was from? Uh, Swallowing his oh, yeah. dip. His dip on the airplane on a bumpy ride. You're fucking kidding. Swallowing his dip. And that's opened another thing. There was a great article that I tweeted out today. Twitter.com forward slash P-Y-R-O-M-A-N. The number one AC. They're saying that there's a huge epidemic, a huge issue with chewing or chewing tobacco and dip in the NFL. Like tons of players do it. It's always It was always a white thing. And a, maybe a little bit of a Hispanic thing. But... During games or during it? Uh, yeah, I mean... Yeah. No, I can't imagine. Well, I don't, a lot of the players the don't play. Whatever, a lot of the players that don't play. Like, backup quarterbacks. And maybe other. on the but sidelines. it's maybe now becoming a, a black thing as well at the NFL level where there's a ton of guys that dip. Adrian Peterson in this article says, I've been dipping for 10 years. He's from Texas, though. 
But 10 years. That yeah. means he's basically been dipping. He started probably in college went at Oklahoma. Uh, and I don't know. It's just a weird yeah. thing. Where that, to, to think as a fantasy owner, you almost didn't have Adrian Peterson in your lineup last week. And who knows if that was really going to happen. But because he swallowed dip. And he says he swallows it all the time. That's no big deal. But even more than that, remember Tony Gwynn, players. Tony Gwynn, and there's many yeah, other right. players. He died of the. Of you want, the but why else used to dip? And the reason why he's got cancer and why he's got all this shit fucked up, Jim Kelly. Jim Kelly was a dipper, dude. You don't hear it as the as a going conversation about why he's got all this shit. Dip. The movie The Sandlot. Redman. It's the best. I had a Redman. And then they all they go on the ride and they all remember you that Redman. I used to chew Redman. I used to love. I used to chew Kodiak. Oh, thank God I moved to San Francisco. And last I'll say on it, dip's bad, guys. If you're dipping, stop it, because that shit can hit you yeah, fast. I went to, I moved to California, and I dipped hardcore. I would do about a 10 every day or about every three days, probably, maybe two days. Wow. Got to California, three probably three days. Yeah. In high school, I did basically one every day. I would do, yeah. take one in the shower before I went to school. Do it in uh, school. Yeah, do it in school. I got suspended twice for dipping at New Trier. So did I. Uh, you're also not going to get a woman when you're dipping and you have, you know, bottles of, of dip spit all over your damn house. It's true. Well, yeah, it's true. It's, it's, oh, the kind of girl you're, you're going to get you're not is not the kind of girl, girl you take home to mother. <laughs> it's true. Just just be smart on that true, stuff, guys. True with the it's drool. It's true. It's true. True with the drool when you got the dipple. <laughs> all right. Sorry, guys. Uh, moving on, I guess, to the Bears. Yeah. I, I, I I don't think it's going to be the greatest. The Vikings actually have a pretty good defense. They've done really well on D this year. Uh, Letting up the second least amount of points. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they've been outstanding this year. I'm very impressed with their pass defense as well. It's, uh, You know what? I, I, do I think that Forte will have a decent game? Yeah. Do I think that Cutler will have a decent game? Absolutely. They'll have decent games, but I wouldn't expect the world out of any of them. It's nice to have Alshon back. It's nice to see uh, Cutler throwing that ball around. It's nice uh, to see Marquise Wilson really taking a step up. Marquise oh, Wilson. That, that, that's exactly. the guy who I think is, uh, if you're looking for, is this the type of game? Because, again, like when people win in the Daily Fantasy stuff, it's from hitting on your guys like how you had Nate Washington up in, in your rankings last week. Yep. Hitting on these type of guys. Is Marquise Wilson in this matchup where Alshon Jeffrey and Martellus Bennett are still going to get all the main attention? Is this the one where Marquise Wilson maybe gets a sneaky big hit? It's possible. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I don't see Eddie Royal doing a whole, you know, whole hell of a lot either way. Alshon will still get his. You know, He'll get the targets and he'll get his. But there are certain games and certain players. and You have to understand just what you have to do when it comes to rankings. Is, I'm sorry if I go off on a bit of a tangent here. But what you have to do is you have to understand the way the game is going to go. In one way or another, it's not just looking at a player's name and say, or, or, or where he is on the depth chart and saying, ah, "No, he's down near the bottom." You got to look at the game plan. You got to look at what's going to happen in that game. This is the type of game that it's possible. Marquise Wilson has some sort of effect in it because Minnesota has done well against wide receivers thus far, really well, as a matter of fact. And it's possible that the third wide receiver, the third checkdown, the third guy, fourth guy, maybe even that Cutler looks at is the guy that gets the ball. Well, and the way that I look at it, too, is I see it as you're still going to feature Matt Forte if you're a Bears team. Of course. You have one of the, the probably one of the better, if not best, safeties in the game in Harrison Smith, Smith on the yeah. other side. Harrison Smith is not afraid to stick his nose up 
into into run uh, uh, stopping, and if you can catch him in play action because he's also a ball hawker, and you don't want if you if you're running that deep pass and he didn't bite and he's back there in the in, the, in playing the center field in the, in the deep coverage, you're you're in trouble. You're not going to make the play. But if you can get him to bite, then I think Marquise Wilson is that guy because he does have that speed. And you know, and, and you're going to have if you can get the other single safety to be shading toward Alshon, you can create a one-on-one opportunity through play action for Marquise Wilson. It's, and it's going to be a run-dominated game to start for the Bears. That's for, for both sure. of them. For both of them, for sure. Um, I, like I said, I don't think Peterson does all that much. They know the Bears are going to cue in on them. They've seen them a million times before, and they've done well against them recently over the last few years. Granted, they didn't play last year, uh, so in 2013 they did well against them. <laughs> Whatever. Next game. Yeah. Oh, uh, you know what? Last yeah. last mention. Martellus Bennett. Um, the Vikings can be had a bit by tight ends a little bit, but I, I just don't see it this game very much. I think that they're going to need a little bit more blocking out of him. Uh, and for some reason, it just doesn't seem like him and, and uh, Cutler are clicking all that well uh, of late. In the last couple of games they've played together, they've been okay. It just doesn't seem like a, it. Just doesn't seem like the type of game that Martellus is going to go off. Anyway, so you're saying you're game. saying that Cutler's falling off the back of the black unicorn? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what that Maybe. means in in various worlds, but no, just the picture of, of that he had that he had posted. Oh, uh, that's Instagram right, that's right, that's right. Of Cutler riding him, the black unicorn. Yes. Next game, next Val Verde. All right, let's go, Hanson. Come on. Not too fat. Jesus, slide it on back. You, pretty boy. <laughs> oh, fat Jesus. This is getting better and better. Uh, Chargers <laughs> at the Ravens. We'll start with the Chargers. Red this week and looking at the numbers, it's pretty crazy. Phillip Rivers on pace to break Peyton Manning's yardage record. It, that's crazy, Tim. Well, because look, they, that they, is crazy. They have not been able to establish a run. Melvin Gordon was a guy that, you know, I wasn't that high on going into this season because they just don't open holes there right now in San Diego, and they're not able to run. And what's amazing about what Rivers is doing in the passing, he's done it without Antonio Gates. He's done it with smoke and mirrors with old man Malcolm Floyd, Keenan Allen, who's had a resurgent season coming back. Um, you know, but Stevie Johnson piecing together, but then Stevie's gone. Uh, you know, throwing in some. Ladarius Green's. Ladarius Green's throwing in some. You're right. But I'm just saying, it's a mishmash of guys that he's been doing it with. It's, it's, that's where you truly look and you can say, that's some good quarterbacking going on right there. No, absolutely. And that's what they, like you said, though, that's kind of what they have to do. Especially when your second running back is basically a. Do you do call it a wide back or a running receiver? Yeah, he's basically a running back, wide receiver. Yeah. It's a running receiver, a wide back. Yeah, he's literally, that's what he is. He's basically part of the passing game. Mm-hmm. So whenever he's in there, it's almost as if you have five receivers in there because when you got Green, either Ladarius Green or, and or uh, Gates, neither of those guys are the big blocking tight ends that you normally see either way. Anyway, so it's all receivers going out at all times. It's not a surprise that Rivers is throwing it all over the place and doing well with it. And I have a feeling he's going to be going berserk again today. And, and, I, and the guy that's this amazing week. to me, it, it's Woodhead, right? I was a guy going in the last year. I had uh, was in my 16-team league. I'm, I'm looking for a guy. And I never owned Woodhead in the league. And I got him. And I'm like, yeah, 
I'm going to finally get to reap the rewards of the, of the Woodhead Last top year? 25. Oh. And then he gets injured and it hurt. So, uh, you know, I got rid of him, whatever. But then I'm in my main league this year where I have C.J. Anderson that I drafted with my second round pick. And I drafted Gio Bernard because I just believed in him. And, you know, further down, I had Latavius Murray as well. But then I also drafted a Daniel Woodhead. A Danny Woodhead. And I want to tell you what. He's cracked my lineup basically every week for the last five weeks, and it's 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 re- it's so fun to watch the guy too. Is it's a PPR league as well, and the way that Rivers is is, is just always dumping it down, and, and and how they never defenses don't just have a guy that's just keying on him and eyeing him. I don't understand, and if they are, he shakes them. Isn't he eighth in non PPR right now? He's seventh. Because he's scoring touchdowns too. <laughs> Seventh in total total points. He's played seven games, so it's a lot of uh, facts. Okay. He's fourteenth in points per game, but still fourteenth. Fourteenth. And we talked about it this offseason. Always going to be top twenty, top twenty-five. If he's playing, he's there. He's I mean, there. that's why this. I finally got this. Is my first year of getting a hold of that top twenty. We were talking that guy up all all preseason. I'm sure we have all have him. Uh, good times, dude. The guy has. 38 catches already for 408 yards already. 408 yards. You I, tweet, I tweeted today, and this is what was going back to what I said. Well, I don't know he has more yards than Randall Cobb. Oh. Uh, Crabtree. Tate. He's got more yards than. Um, Who were we just talking about that had the 395 yeah, yeah. yards? Um, I, I mean, I, we just go to Twitter. I, I, he's got more than Moncrief. Moncrief. Jarvis got, Landry. Landry. Landry, that was the guy. Landry 395 for Landry. He's got more receiving yards of all Decker, these guys. Garcon, so, the, just geez. looking at that, just talk, just saying that he's got more than Randall Cobb. That's, that's a Jordan John Matthews. Yard. Yeah, Jordan Lord. Matthews is the first guy listed. Oh. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Holy cow! So, uh, it, well, like I said, I mean, in a game like this, I and, I and the Ravens are horrendous at stopping the pass. This is going to be a huge Rivers game. It is, and, and Rivers is going to have himself a, a nice day. The question again is. What's going on with Gates? Last week, um, I had to because it was a, a it was a late game. It was an afternoon game. I had to hedge my bets. And I couldn't. Uh, I, I, I couldn't. You can't change things after the noon game start when it comes yeah. to fantasy pros and stuff like that. Um, so I put Gates way down in my rankings, and I put Ladarius Green way up. Green pulled through for me. They have to actually deactivated Gates, so that was a bummer. Um, but listen, this is this is going to be a game. Where Rivers is going to go head to head with Flacco, and they're going to see who wins. These are two horrible defenses, but what's going to be the difference is, is where the Ravens are horrible at stopping the pass. The Chargers are horrible at stopping the run. Plain and simple. Agreed. However, you know that that's exactly what San Diego's going to do. They are going to bunch the line and make Flacco beat them. They're going to have to. But Flacco will, will be more than happy to oblige Absolutely. them. Absolutely. Because. Steve Smith is Steve Smith. You're still going to have to commit an extra safety or someone to be watching over the top of what he's doing. And, you know, the guy who's who's emerging, because he's now he's healthy again, Crockett Gilmore, yep. working in the middle of the field, is going to be have a lot of success against this defense as well, who doesn't have Manti Teo still, who's, who's lacking in the linebacker department and can't cover those guys coming up out of the middle. That's why people are also able to run against them because they have no linebackers. Yeah. So... That sets up well, and then I think that the other guy that I think is 
for me the sneaky play. And you saw him, he hit on one, a 31-yard uh, pass, but you also saw him almost catch a touchdown pass. Chris Gibbons. Chris Gibbons, yeah. You know, this is, again, the, the biggest part of this offense that's been missing is what Rashad Perriman was supposed to bring. That ridiculous speed, the Torrey Smith role, Chris Gibbons. This is only in two weeks that he's been there. He already looks like, and you know how beautiful of a deep ball Flacco has. I'm not saying, but I'm, I'm saying I wouldn't be surprised if he catches one deep pass to, uh, in this game. Did, did you notice that? I, I actually, we had just a spot there that was kind of a dead spot. We had, I can't remember who we had there, somebody that we could drop. Um, I told Staggs to pick up Chris Gibbons, Gibbons yeah. on the off chance that he gets that second receiver role, which is a huge role in a Tressman offense, uh, on the off chance that he grabs it and runs with it. He looked good doing. I mean that thirty that catch last week that was a great uh, down and up. He just got caught the caught the ball and what, what thirty some odd yard game thirty one yard game on that he one. Did, yeah. He needs to get more familiar with the offense, obviously, but that's a possibility in the future. And Kamar Aiken is not looking. No, he, 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 nobody else does. Right, nobody, nobody else looks good at all. It's I mean, Jeremy way. Ross had a chance. Marlon Brown's had his chance. It's the same way that we uh, say how Chris Conley is better than what we've seen from from Wilson over there. Darren Waller, but but, it, but the difference that you have from there to here is that it's Joe Flacco and not Alex Smith. So Chris Givens, yes, if he starts getting into a decent regular role, he's going to be a guy that they will take two, maybe even three shots in some games for those deep, uh, long touchdown passes. So. That alone, and if he ends up getting an extra, gets himself, he's never going to be a, an eight, seven, eight, nine target guy. But if he becomes a five, six target a week guy, with two of those being the deep passes and he hits on them, he there you go. Have, I mean, he could eventually. Deep what I see, the, 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 <laughs> I think what he could become is like a Malcolm Floyd. So that would be the best thing. That would be the best thing for him. Uh, the thing is that San Diego, while they're awful against the run. They're, listen, they've, according to the numbers, their pass defense is good, but it's simply because everybody runs on them. They can be beaten hmm. in the pass game. Flacco can beat them in the pass game. If that happens, if it just so happens that the game's closer or, or the Chargers bunch the line, I can see Flacco having a good game, especially because he's awesome at home. Next game. I love Steve Smith, I'll tell you that. Yeah. I love that guy. What a baller. I love a bad you gotta be super smart to count cards, buddy, okay? Oh, really? It's not easy. Okay, well, maybe we should tell that to Rayman, because he practically bankrupted the casino, and he was a retard. What? He was a retard. Retard. I can't laugh. I'll no. laugh for you. Thanks. Okay, it. Thanks. He was a retard. If you want to see the hardest that D-Rex has ever laughed in his friggin' life on Facebook, I'll tell you that, go... Oh, I'll post it. It's actually posted on my personal Facebook. I'll post it to uh, Pyro tomorrow, so you can check this out while you're listening to this podcast. But there is the funniest, funniest fucking video of this kid who's playing. Did you see this? Just playing, like hitting the basketball between his legs and like firing up. And then these girls go by, and I guess one of them might might have been his ex girlfriend or something. This kid's probably like seventh, eighth grade. He goes, "Hey, ladies." And this girl's riding her bike down the street, uh, <laughs> not not holding her hand on the on the bar. And she goes, "Fuck you!" And this kid takes the ball and whips it at her bike, which is literally thirty feet away, 
Oh my god, she flips over the bike on her handlebars and she's like basically dead. I mean, oh, she's like, no you can hear the, her noise, she's like, Ugh, oh, what are those? Uh, and then the kid goes, dead aim! <laughs> I'll, post, I'll post it tomorrow or do a search for this guy. So he's not even like if I had done this, I'm like, oh my god, I'm going to jail. I just killed somebody. Somebody. Instead of that, he goes dead aim, and she was with another friend who's like, oh my god, I'm gonna whoop your ass. Oh, so friggin' funny. <laughs> People are posting uh, PK Ripper posts. He's like, you guys need to sign him for replace Cutler. <laughs> what a throw! All right, let's go on. Let's do the next game here. Sorry, I'm on Cincinnati Pittsburgh. Cincinnati. Coming off of bye and going to be at the Steelers, who get Big Ben back, I think. Yeah, uh, supposedly. Supposedly. Practiced uh, in full today, I think. Yeah, today, for the first time since his injury. And, yeah, let's start with the Bengals. Well, I think that this game has all the, the makings of a shootout, right? You know, you got the, the, the Bengals are undefeated, coming off of a bye. Uh, red rifle, red hot. Uh, his last five games, he's either thrown for over 300 yards or three touchdowns in his last five games. So that's pretty ridiculous. Uh, this week, going against Pittsburgh, who's bringing big, big Ben back. So I have a feeling this is going to be kind of one of those ones, yeah, where you're going to just see these guys throwing the ball all over the field. Um, you know, last season against the Steelers, Dalton threw for, uh, in two games, threw for 546 yards, four touchdowns, two interceptions. That was last year. That was also when they were really a much more run-oriented offense. You look at what they're doing now, they, there's not that trust in Jeremy Hill that they had last year. So um, let's incorporate this into the rest of the, into the, rest of the, the, the yeah. team. Um, you got... Uh, can, you, can you take some credit? You said you were right about Gurley. Can you, you loved You loved a Hill. Oh, I did, and I, and I thought that he would. You know what? Did you move him in some leagues? Um, no, I'm. I'm you, actually, gotta, you got him. In, you got to have him in a lot of leagues. I have him like I think in almost everything except for one. <laughs> <laughs> so he got the majority, dead aim, dead aim. But he's a guy that okay. So he got the. Let's talk about Jeremy Hill. He got the majority of the carries last week. Sixteen finished only with fifty-six yards on the ground. So not not horrible, but he's not giving you those big gainers that he was doing before. He did catch a 13-yard touchdown pass, so, you know, makes up for it there, slides himself along. But he really hasn't gotten his stride back. He's, he's not the same guy that he was ever since these, those two damn fumbles that we talked about. Now, he's facing the Steelers' defense that last week was not good, okay? Turkandrick West uh, took it to him for the 110 yards and a score. Uh, but at the same time, that's only the second rushing touchdown that the Steelers have given up on the ground this year. Yeah. So if you're sitting here and you're looking at Jeremy Hill this week and going, oh, this is going to be the one. No, this is why I say it's going to be more of a shootout. I think he, again, is going to be, they'll try to use him early. He won't do too much. They're going to relegate themselves to keeping Giovanni Bernard back there. They're going to use him. Kind of, It's going to be like a Giovanni's going to have like a Duke Johnson type of a game where it's going to be, the, the maybe he'll, yeah, but he'll probably get 10 carries, and then he's also going to get probably about 10, 11 targets in the passing game. In this Who would you play if you had both? Duke Gio. Johnson? Gio. No. Oh. Duke Johnson or, 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 um, or, no, not Gio, or Jeremy Hill. Duke Johnson? No. I'd probably PPR go with Duke. for sure. I'd probably go with Duke. I mean, Pittsburgh's rush D is good, and I do believe it's, I mean, with the, re- 
potential and probable return of Ben Roethlisberger, that offense is going to start rolling, and since he's going to have to play catch-up at some point, is my guess. Um, and with the way the Hill's been used and playing this year so far, especially against a, a good, solid rush D like Pittsburgh has in Pittsburgh, I think, I, I think I'd have to go with Duke Johnson. You're only going to so, play Jeremy Hill in the games that line up for him to be a real strong candidate okay. for a rushing touchdown. With this only is not one of them. Two rushing touchdowns, that's the best in the league. You're not you're not starting him this Agreed. week. All right, so in Pittsburgh. Amazing thing with this team, the Bengals obviously coming off a bye. A lot of fantasy guys were on people's bye week and that thus on their bench. Ton. Uh what's gonna happen now is is Eifert keep it get get it going back oh, right back oh, to what he was doing? Is this oh, an Eifert game out the wall? Do, do take it, he's gonna kill yeah, it. Yeah, this is an Eifert game for sure. I mean Pittsburgh cannot guard that tight end worth a shit. This year, Oakland's bad. I think Pittsburgh's second worst. Oakland's the worst in the league against tight ends. I think Pittsburgh's second worst. Uh, Eifert's going to have himself third. They're third, third worst. Th- are they third? Third worst, yeah. Okay. I mean, the way Still. I compute things out, I think that they ended up second worst in the league. Um, I, I take into account a bunch of different things. They're giving up. Um, a, I like your. I like your rankings. It's eleven, <laughs> but still, even on on Stag's power rankings, it's, it's eleven eleven point eight fantasy points per week. Good lord, yeah. It's um, this is That's definitely going to be a. This is going to be a nice game for Eifert. I have him ranked second this week to Gronk. Because Gronk can never be ranked less than first. I tried ranking him second last week. It didn't work out so well for me. I still won the week. <laughs> but, wow. Uh, yeah, he, you can't just you can't just put him second for no reason. AJ Green, obviously, is in your starting lineup. Let's move over to the start, the Steelers' side. Um, I like Marvin Jones this week, too. Okay. This is, no, this is a really sneaky week for Marvin Jones, I, I think. Um, you know, and, and again, because... It's been kind of weird with him and Sanu kind of going back and forth as to which is going to be the guy, but this is going to be a Marvin Jones week. The Steelers are allowing 292 passing yards a game against him, and they've given up 11 receiving touchdowns on the year. So that's kind of middle of the pack with the 11 receiving touchdowns, but this is you know Big Ben back. I think the whole thing with Big Ben back is that it changes what we're going to see from Pittsburgh, so we can talk about that right now because it's – they go from being an absolutely undynamic offense under Landry Jones and Mike Vick to being what... And again, remember, when Roethlisberger was playing early in the year, he didn't have Le'Veon Bell in the beginning of the year. He didn't have Martavis Bryant. So this is the first time he's going to play with his full complement of weapons. Yeah. It'll be the whole party. It's, it's basically like Ken Griffey Jr. from that early episode of uh, The Simpsons. It's like a party in your mouth. And everybody's coming. That's just unnecessary. Hey, it wasn't me. It was Ken Griffey. <laughs> 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 I had like a huge head. Just so like ready to take a break from that going through their heads. Val, Val fucking Verde. Val Verde in your mouth. No. Not to mention she fucked a sailor. Hey, he wasn't a sailor. He was a bartender on a cruise ship. You know that. Um... Before we go into the other side uh, with the Steelers, just wanted to give a shout out on the audio. Uh, tell us who's opening up the opening music and our sound bites. We got the Ohio players, so we opened up with fire because Dogmatic is on is fire. on fire, and we are pyromaniacs, which means fire. <laughs> and because uh, normally I like to hit you with some of the deeper tracks, but. We're closing you out with a 7 minute 52 second long skin tight because 
that song is awesome. And isn't it, what's that about? It's about a woman wearing some skin-tight pants. I love it. Drinking tonight. I'm drinking Revolution Brewery, Fist City. I friggin' love this stuff. It's got that those Cascade hops. It's got the Citra hops. It's got the Centennial hops. And yeah, it's got that Crystal hops. This one is so good. It's one of my go-to beers. That's for sure. I don't know. Whatever they did here, Revolution Brewery, local company, Chi-Town. It's called the Chicago Pale Ale. You guys really hit the nail on the head. Me? You mentioned Centennial. Well, that's where I'm at. I'm at the Old Founders Centennial IPA. That's a standby. That's a favorite. I love it. It's awesome. And actually, Mo reached out to me today and said that Founders got back to him. We gave them a, a proposal to sponsor some of our, uh, our website. And they got back to him. And nothing's done yet. Nothing's going, but... They're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna listen to what we have to say. But how sweet would that be as a proof of concept? Maybe make some money, but just in general to promote a beer that you love and drink on a regular basis. I drink the all day IPA all the time, and Mo is a freak on the stuff. Mo actually met his wife at while they worked at the brew house there for uh, uh, founders. So all day IPA. We'd be all in it. Uh, they sell that at the Bird's Nest, which is just down the road. I just played a. Played a band, just played a gig there on Saturday night, and our our, our lead singer T.C. Whiting, uh, White Rabbit, actually used to work for us a little bit. The White Rabbit used to do some stuff for us. Uh, he, uh, that's what he was drinking all night. He loves it, absolutely loves it, loves it to death. I, I was I was gonna ask D-Rex. He just went to go get another Fifth City, I think. But I was I was gonna ask him if that's weird that he drinks the same nickname of his girlfriend, Fifth City. You never, you never heard it called Fifth City. <laughs> <laughs> oh, terrible! All right, uh, moving on to the Steelers side of the ball. Oh, oh. Uh, so can, can I take? Yeah, I'll set it up. The happiest man in Pittsburgh, Antonio Brown. Oh man, every single owner of that man is just thanking the maker that Big Ben is back, uh, and, and that's a hopeful. Actual thing, I, I don't want to say he's totally back yet. I mean, I'll go out on a limb and say he's coming back this week, but he still sounds a little iffy uh, about it. When he talking said, about, I heard you're, you're talking about the quote that he talked about having to have no restrictions. Yeah, yeah. And listen, I, the fact that he's practicing says to me, and that he's taking first team reps says to me that he's going to be playing in this game. But it's. It's still a, a, like a week or a week earlier or two weeks earlier than the initial prognosis of how when he'd be back. So I'm I'm still a little bit iffy on it, especially with uh, you know around the NFL them keeping players out an extra week just in case type of things. Uh, recently, it makes me a little nervous about it, but it, he did seem real close last week. Uh, so I do believe he's going to be back this week, which is huge for obviously Antonio Brown, yeah. uh, Martavis Bryant, Le'Veon Bell especially as well. Yeah, Le'Veon Bell is, is the guy that, because defenses can't not focus on him anymore and mm-hmm. force the quarterback to beat him, which is what they've been doing with either Jones or Vic under center. They're saying, fine, make the passes and make the plays. With 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 Roethlisberger under there, they cannot do that. So yeah. I that's One thing huge. I'll say about Martavis Bryant, in the absence of Big Ben, and I agree, I don't think it's 100% he's coming back. He's a penner. It doesn't matter who's the quarterback with that guy. He's he's been solid without Big Ben since he came back. 
shows a lot about his medal, shows a lot about his talent and his skill set moving forward for the rest of the year. Obviously, you're Gaga with Big Ben getting back, but next year if you just go, if you just think about the next year, Martavis has got to move up because. It doesn't matter who's throwing the ball. That guy is a sick, sick Imagine how much better he is when it has been Ben throwing him the ball. Imagine how it's like, you know, he had that one catch from Landry Jones that saved the day with that touchdown at the end. But with with Roethlisberger, what if that's like three times a game that you're getting stuff like that? Now, the other thing is, I'm thinking that Big Ben's coming back. He would not be coming back had they not lost at Kansas City last week. That was a loss I didn't expect to have. I think now with this being an interdivisional matchup with an undefeated Cincinnati team, if you have any hopes of, of saving your season right now, you can't take another loss and another uh, division loss right now. There's not a quarterback in the NFL that will play through an injury more than Big Ben. Yeah. Okay. Uh, There's Philip not. Rivers. Uh, he doesn't play on a torn ACL. Well, how many years ago is that? doesn't matter. He did I know. It. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not discrediting it. But... Okay. He did. I like them both. Yeah, right. Absolutely. I right. like any guy that's going to play through They're gutsy ass quarterbacks. You got to love them both. Old school type guys. So you you got to love that sort of stand up. Old squala. All right. Let's move to the next game. Titans, Texans. Last game of the earlies, and that's the Titans at the Texans. So, quick one. Yeah, go through it. I'm All not right. going to say a word. All right. So, Mariota may or may not be coming back. My guess is no. Uh, it. it doesn't look like he's on the right foot to get back out there. I think they want to keep him out an extra week, and I don't blame him. They probably should. Uh, to, if Tennessee has a chance to win any game on the road, uh, I would say that this is the one without Mariota at the helm. Mettenberger's just fine. Uh, the, the running back situation, I, I, I still couldn't tell you exactly what's going on there. I'd put my money on the cluster getting the most touches again. Because Sankey was basically an afterthought in that game. Antonio Andrews. You didn't was, have a touch on all Yeah. That. Antonio Andrews, Andrews uh, barely worked into the offense as, as well. It's basically a McCluster type situation at this point, which I don't blame him, to be honest. He's the type of guy. David Cobb will be coming back soon. Um, he just got, I don't want to say activated, but he's back on the practice field. And I think they have three weeks to activate him, which I think they will. But it just makes it more of a quagmire there, a, a running back by commune. Right, but don't you think, especially for me, I look Spoken at by I look Gresh at the himself. fact that you have uh, a JJ Watt and a, and a Davian Clowney. Okay, so they're over pursuing defensive linemen. Mm-hmm. That's where I see a lot of just dump overs atop to McCluster. Exactly. Watt's got a back injury right now too. For the first time, I think in his career, he's a little banged up. And Clowney's always banged up. So I mean that's a that's a situation with the Bangs up the by Titans. Daisy. Daisy's banging him up right there. The Titans actually, uh, um, Kendall Wright should be okay. It shouldn't be a bad game for Wright. It should be actually a pretty good game. I like that Hunter was in on every snap except for what I think it was. He was in on I think ninety three percent of the snaps. This is ridiculous. It's it's insane. He used to be in on like sixteen percent. Yeah, no, Hunter. They're starting to give more confidence in. Douglas was injured, uh, Harry Douglas, so that obviously made a huge difference with that. Uh, hold on. Remember, our sponsor, Fresh Balls. Harry, Harry Douglas. Harry Douglas. Harry Fresh Balls Douglas. Harry my balls Douglas. <laughs> All right. My balls are Harry Douglas. Uh, Doriel Green Beckham should be getting more play as well, and I think that it's possible that any of these guys has a decent game against this Texans defense right now. The, the Texans... 
can be run on, they can be passed on, anything can happen there, uh, to, including uh, Delaney Walker, who should probably be a mainstay uh, when it comes to uh, tight ends in your fantasy offense just because he gets so much volume. Uh, the kid can't. No matter I mean, who's at quarterback. No matter who's at quarterback, plain and simple. Moving to the other side of the ball, uh, it, they let go of Ryan Mallett. What a <laughs> jagoff. Well, he is. He'll, I don't think he'll get a job again. No, he's done. They're, they're, the thing is, they're talking about the fact that he's a big kid who's got a, a, a strong arm. So that, with the situation that's going on in football today with the backup quarterbacks, he could probably get another backup job. No. What is no, he done? Here's what it is. What is, it is. It's a lot I, I hear you got that million-dollar arm, but I got an idea about that, that five-cent five head of yours. Yeah. That's it. That's yeah. it. You need a guy that's a backup that has the mentality that this is not my world, but I'm going to be ready to step in when it becomes my world because of unforeseen circumstances. That's the reason why backup quarterbacks going back to Ty Detmer, going back to Rodney Pete, going back currently to, uh, I don't know, Charlie Batch going to other guys that can stick around and be great. McCowns of the world. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and Luke. Luke um, and Josh. Guys, guys like Daniel, the guy, uh, Daniel from uh, whatever. But usually, the guys, usually the guy, those guys that you're talking about were guys that were starting quarterbacks at least for a period of time. And then. This guy isn't that. He's going to be on a team. He's going to think he should think be in the be starting slot. I think he's done. When you don't show up for the, for the plane and you blame traffic. And he had he had done this earlier as well. Um, He's, he, uh, missed a pre- he missed the missed a, the, the, he missed a, when a they named him when they named yeah. him the starter. He missed it. So no, when they when they named when they named the pre- Hoyer when they named Hoyer. Oh, was that what it was, was, Okay, he missed practice. That's and he said, you. I don't have an alarm clock. I bought an alarm clock today. This will never happen. I don't have a today. cell phone. Every cell phone has an alarm clock. What? Jackass! I don't have an alarm clock. You're mm-hmm. a leader. You're the. You're He's not a leader. A mil- you're you're supposed to be a leader, and you're a million. You got a, so, He's a million. He has a million dollar salary. You don't have a effing alarm clock. Listen, this is why he'll never He's get a job league. again. He's because done. no way, when God forbid that your franchise quarterback or your starting quarterback goes down, can you trust this guy to lead other? Men on your team, you can't. Let's move on. It's a pa- he's passive aggressive, and his career is passive existing. Brian Hoyer, starting quarterback for the last year, plain and simple. That's what's going to happen. And he's awesome. Him. And he's fine. Uh, I mean, l- listen, he makes he makes mistakes here and there, and he's not the strongest arm. He's not the greatest quarterback, but uh, listen, he he learned under a great system at Michigan State, and he's a winner, and he sticks with it, and he's a good guy that people like. That people want to be around and people like to follow. That's what you need in a quarterback, and that's what he is. Nobody liked Ryan Mallett. Yeah. Nobody wanted to be around him. The way that he was pouting on the sideline that one game a few weeks ago against Indy when he Mallet came out. Face. Oh no, my he's God. got the right name because he looks like the type of guy that you want to take a mallet, mallet too. too. Absolutely. Well, one thing I want you guys to do if you got in front of you, check out Hoyer's yards per game. Because he has a shite load of yards I think already. I think he's 12th in the league in, in fantasy points per game. Wow. But look at how many yards. He's got a shite load of yards considering he hasn't even been a starter. In two I'm or wrong. He's ninth. Ninth? Ninth in fantasy points per game. Wow. Look at for the yards on him, though. He might. This guy can throw. He's going to throw up for 4,000 yards this season. No, he's not. He's at 1346 through five games. So, I mean, he's almost 300 a game. Really close. 
But he missed. But he missed what, <coughs> one or two games that he didn't play. Yeah. So that's, All right. I'm over exaggerating it. No, but, but he's no, got a lot. But no. he's got a lot of yards. Eleven TDs, only three interceptions. He's good. As compared to Andrew Luck, who has eleven TDs and nine interceptions. This is Hoyer we're talking. About. Ryan Hoyer. Wow. Okay. Very impressive. So, anyway, going back to the the main thing that you have to mention about the Texans right now, Aaron Foster gone for the year. That's a bummer. That's a bummer for our team. Our Pyro Pro team. team. Bummer for um, one of my one of my main teams. You wait to get him back, and then he's gone. Uh, it, it's something that we all said. I know I said it multiple, multiple times. It's a great pick to get if you got him in like the sixth, seventh, eighth round of your drafts. But even when he does come back, you can't expect him to last the rest of the year. And he didn't, and he won't ever again. And he'll never fool me. Again, and I didn't. I, I've never taken him on any of my teams personally. Yeah. Uh, and this is. I mean, it's fine. Where we got him was fine. That's you know. And you know why I took him, not to defend absolutely. myself. Yeah, I just does like all our top tier guys. Every top tier guy, every position. Was it was fine. Like, Screw it. I'm going early. Just to, when he comes back, we want a top tier guy. He did the work for us. Yeah. He did he, what we expected yeah. him to do for us, and that's fine. But we have backups. To, uh, that's fine. Whatever. But he's gone. They actually traded uh, Marshawn Lynch for ODB. It's fine. It's okay. fine. But we, we don't have quite the backups that we. But we got the receiving core of the gods right now, yeah, and I'm fine with it. Yeah. I'm perfectly fine with it. Deion Lewis will be a fine backup. We have somebody else there too. I'll, we'll, I'll find. We'll find somebody. I'm not like worried about. It. I like and it. I know these guys are going to listen to it, but hopefully we can pick him up. Pick him up beforehand. I don't trust Alfred Blue. First of all, he's been injured, and I think he's going to get injured again. I don't think he's all that. I think that. Polk is the one to pick up. I think that Chris Polk is a better running back than Alpha Blue is. We my, talked about my this over podcast, and I tweeted that same thing today. I said, everyone's running after Alpha Blue, and I feel the same way as you. Blue's probably on team. most teams anyway. Yeah, yeah. I go after that guy, but Chris Polk is the one that I want. And the reason, I like to walk when people are running. I like, to, And the fact is, when... Or if Blue, who, who does have an injury history himself, goes down, then it's then it's just unbelievable. Oh, it's the and Polk, I mean, I'm sorry, Blue does not get receptions. He's not a receiving running back. So when they're behind in games, which they will be behind in games, Big time. they are not going to be having Blue in the backfield. And you know, I had Blue in my in my waiver wire pickup, and I and I talked about him in the video too. But I I, I hearkened to it. Hearken, had a break. You jump at MVM, hearkening. Yeah. Um, that he had the one big game, and I said this earlier in the podcast, and it was against Tampa Bay. Other than that, he was very unimpressive in all of his other opportunities. Now, I think he was he, outscored actually by uh, either Grimes or Polk right. in, th- in two of those other three games. And so, and this, this, this is my point. Now, was that here's the only way that you could rationalize it that you have to rationalize it if you're going to buy into Blue is that you're going to say, you know what? He was pushing really hard in those early times of the year because he knew that Arian Foster was coming back and that, you know what, I have, I've got to establish myself and I've got to do all these things and maybe he was pressing and trying to do too much. Now, maybe now that, that there was no pressure anymore because Arian Foster is out for the rest of the season, maybe this allows him to relax and not try to force things to happen but be a more patient, smarter runner. Do I believe that's going to happen? No, but I'm saying if you're going to buy into Blue, that's what you're going to have to buy into. Yeah. What you said is genius right there. One, that he was getting outscored by the other two guys. Grimes we're not even talking about. Um, and two, this team's always down. 
Yeah, they're down. They're down with Arian Foster. Why was Arian Foster doing so great for the most part, other than pretty much two of the games? Receiving, he's receiving, right? Receiving. He was doing. He was scoring his points. Receiving. So they're always down. So if Arian Foster can get catch passes out of the backfield, and we're saying that Alfred Blue can't, then yes, Chris Polk does seem like the better option. And to be honest, waiver wire Blue's gone already. It's Wednesday night. Blue's gone. Polk's available in a lot of leagues. Go get it. This will fuck you up. Aaron Foster had more yards receiving than he yeah. did rushing. And more, and, more touch, than, oh, and more touchdowns receiving than rushing touchdowns. How that many says, catches did Aaron have? That says a, a 22 catches. How many yards? 227. Wow. 163 yards on, a, on 63 carries. Wow. Less than yeah. three yards a carry. So that's the other thing. They're not they're not opening holes. If Aaron Foster's not able to run through holes on that offensive line, neither is Albert Blue. Blue. Played it so even even worse chance. You need somebody who can catch passes. Pole catches passes. Grimes will get his mix in there, but I think that it's the Pope show. I'll tell you what. what, What's and here's the thing too, where you can feel comfortable with these guys because there's really they're going to have to go off the street because. They are not in a position where they're thinking that they're contending it for anything. So they're not in the Matt Forte sweepstakes that you would think, like, oh, let's go get more Matt Forte. Yeah, and no, no, no. They're, they're not in competition. Is for that going to happen? Is there a buzz around that? That's Someone's going to pay. Listen, if, if the Bears will listen, if it's a, the Bears will listen. They're going to want, though. They've already said that. They, if you offer them a third round pick for him, he'll go. He'll go. If you maybe give him two fours or a four and a five, maybe, but, it, you know. You're you're then sacrificing everything else on the team, but then you you know might as well find out what you got in Langford because if you're not you're not going to compete next year anyway, so you might as well get something for Forte. I would just want to tell our listeners what I'm what I'm uh, sacrificing for this show. My liver, Valerie. Oh, so you can't go to Vegas, but she can fuck a bellhop on a Carnival cruise line. Hey, okay. First of all, he was a bartender. And she was wasted. And if you must know, he didn't even come inside her. And you believe that? Uh, yeah, I do believe that because she's grossed out by semen. <laughs> I don't even know where to where to go. <laughs> There's nowhere to I go. I don't know where to go. Well, <laughs> the only, only where to go is down when I get to my Valverde. That's all I can tell yeah, you. Yeah, yours are great. Yours are like no, the funny ones. Mine's the cold I've got cream pie fucking... Mine's the culmination of this last two uh, Valverde's that okay. we've heard. So. All right, to be last honest, bit, I don't give a crap. Last bit on this game. So that, that's, our, that's our two cents on the running back situation. Uh, Alfred Blue is probably on some other team already. Go get Chris Polk because I think that's a guy that's going to come out. Grimes isn't a terrible call either, but I, I like a Polk out of that Couldn't situation. Awesome. The wide receiver situation is Hopkins is still going to get the majority of the targets. But the second receiver is going to get retargets as well. Cecil Shorts is not back yet. It's going to be Nate Washington. He's going to get some targets. I, I like what's going on there. And uh, they don't have a tight end to speak of, so I, uh, I wouldn't worry about that situation. That might be a little, uh, as most women say to me, that might be a little big for me. <laughs> well, let's keep going. Yeah. I think we're good with that spot. Uh, Houdini's trying to plug in his computer if... We're we're good. Don't worry that. about it. Let's not make a point of it. Let's move to the next game. I'll take care of you, buddy. Um, we're, let's go to the Jets at the Raiders. First afternoon game, Jets at the Raiders. 
Uh, the Jets put up a good fight. I really think they should have won that game. Brady decided to take over a little bit in the end, and it, it's a bummer because the Jets have a really good team. Um, I, I think that this team is on the up and up. Their running game is clicking. they got great wide receivers. Brandon Marshall dropped the ball for a touchdown that he always catches that he normally would have caught. It's a great pass by Fitzpatrick. They had to settle for a field goal there. Uh, the, the Jets are a, a really good team, and the Raiders are going to have a tough time with this one. The Raiders are a lot better than people think as well, uh, than, they, than they're used to seeing at least. Uh, you got to love what Derek Carr is doing. you got to love uh, the whole dynamic of that offense. Derek Carr is a stud, plain and simple. Will he do anything against this Jets team? It's iffy. It's iffy. I will tell you that the, the Carr has beaten some really good pass defenses already this season, so it wouldn't shock me if he did something against this Jets team, especially being at home. Uh, but I wouldn't expect the world out of him this week. The Jets will run. It's going to be Ivory running hard like he always does. God, but they could be fun to watch. Yes, he is. I love his style. I'm a huge play. fan of Ivory. He's I, a, I was a fan of his all summer, and I, He's proven me right. Thank goodness. Uh, you know, I don't. You were talking about him way earlier, like three years ago. I like, was. I, you were. I hey, was. He's, he's turned into something much bigger and better than that. But there, you were talking about three years ago. I'm like, why does he keep talking about Ivory? This Bilal guy, Powell guy. He's, he's the dude. Watching Ivory, man. That's a guy that runs with, with anger, anger, abandon. He's he's like he's very uh, he's very beast mode. And he's smart, too. He's, he's a smart runner, too. He knows when to put a shoulder in. He knows when to take it to, to go down a little bit. If, and he if, won't if, really if go Lacey down. If Lacey doesn't start losing weight and really get becoming something, if Lacey was like a, a, a beast, almost maybe more like Yeldon. Yeldon might be built a little bit more like this guy. He could be awesome. Ivory, that guy has just got the one of the great bodies and Absolutely. mindsets. For running back in today's game. And that's what I saw at the Saints. Yeah. When he was on the Saints and he was being underutilized because he didn't fit into that type of offense at all. Yeah. Which is understandable. He didn't really fit into that offense very well. But he does in this offense. He's perfect for this offense. And it's going to show again on Sunday uh, against the Raiders. I'll, I'll tell you though, they'll be able to pass against the Raiders too. I think the Jets are going to have a nice fantasy day whoever you're starting. The, the including Raiders. a Jeff Cumberland. <laughs> right, but but I will say this. Let me caution you on the Cumberland thing. The Cumberland would be a guy that would normally be ranked 30, 32. Right. Yeah, 32nd, so 35th. He, he's facing the Raiders that give up tons of touchdowns and all the yards. It still doesn't put him into the top 15, am I correct? It's 21st for him. Okay, there you <laughs> go. So he improves no, from where right. he normally is, but it, but it's nothing that amazing. The one stat I'll give you about the Oakland Raiders and what they're doing with, with uh, receivers, they're giving up a lot of yardage, but they're not giving up as many touchdowns. I think it's only 11 touchdowns that they've given up yes. through the air. But they are averaging giving up over 300 yards passing per game. Exactly. So the most yardage in the in the league as far as, I think it's like 312 passing yards per game. Yeah, it's, it is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, there's listen, the Oakland defense is getting better. But it's that's a relative word right. <laughs> when it comes to their defense. Khalil Mack so is amazing. Bad before. Yes, Khalil Mack is amazing, absolutely. But like I said, it's a, it's a relative term because they were so bad before. All oh, you could only you could only go up from how bad you were. But they're still bad. Yeah. Uh, it's still not that good of a defense. So I expect the Jets to be able to do a, a bunch against. Young them. Charles Woodson is helping them out. Though. Yeah, 
and he's looking <laughs> younger, and he's 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 bringing it. This guy he is bringing. He's, it. I'm gonna tell you right now. Is this generation's Daryl Green. He's got another. Uh, I, think, I, what, he's, I think he's played longer than Daryl. Green. Green played for like a I know he did, long ass. And yeah, Woodson's got another. Year, I mean, Woodson's got another two or three years. The way that he's going with that, with the team that it is, we talked about Carr. Let's talk. We're gonna go to the Raiders, right? Yeah. Is there a better nickname right now than ACDC? There is it's that, awesome. that tandem is so Especially sick. since you went black and silver and black. Because so I'm back in black. We, we, we had ACDC be the opener and closer on a, on a show within the last 10 episodes. Right. Maybe I, I, was out, I was out on that You were out of town on that one. We did uh we did uh That's right. That's but, right. but ACDC, what a sick name. And let's talk quickly about, a, you know, Amare. He awesome. Had, he you had, were correct. You were we, correct, we know, T-Rex. We know, I know that. I, I know I'm bowing to you. We are not worthy. That one, but that was the best play that he had this season because that was just True. him toying with people. He is. That was just that was just like I'm in control here. Let's make some stuff happen. I'm I'm listening to all like these ex players when they're talking about Amari Cooper, and they cannot get over the fact of how crisply he runs routes. How he is like a savvy damn veteran. How he can set up DBs and just hasn't dropped the pass all season. And just is no. always zero. Zero. Wow. And is always in the right spot. Just he 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 knows how to play football. And and now the other part that, that everyone said that he didn't have coming in was the speed part, right? Remember he had to run the two forties, it was a four forty two. It was a four forty two. He didn't have the speed part, it's just that he wasn't supersonic fast. Correct. Yeah. You want to know what it is? He was just super fast. He's football fast. What yeah. is, he's, you got those pads on him? What's he doing when he's out there? He's That's running. The big he, thing. He's running past guys. One who's supersonic fast? Tavon Austin, Sammy Watkins, all these friggin' guys over the last five years that are supersonic Mark fast. Davis. They, uh, yeah, they don't. What Mark do they Davis, do? Yeah, four what, three three. What what, cool. what what becomes them? There's a difference between being a fast track runner. And being good at football and being a football player that's just a stud. And being a football receiver. player that's fast and all the things on top of it with the IQ and the acumen. That's what he's got. The guy's a real deal. And and Darren, and, and, you yeah, don't need to see anything else. He is far and away, I'm sorry. Well, no, I can't say far away because he's the best rookie wide receiver in this class, will be the best rookie wide receiver out of this class. 10, four, four, 20 three. years when it was all said and done. Fully agree. He would be the best rookie of the year had he not been in a class with Todd Gurley. I disagree. I he, still think yeah, he's no, I know, but he's, he's I'm going to tell you what, though. The way they're really, these two. Uh, Gurley's had two great games, and one of them was against the worst. Yeah, defense. but Gurley also was not supposed to come back with this injury that he had That's or true. anything else. Well, the one thing, let's, let's just put it this way. It doesn't matter. Different positions, let's do apples to apples. Amari Cooper, by the end of this season, will finish with one of the top three, maybe let's say five, rookie wide receiver campaigns ever. Agreed. you got Randy Moss that's in the mix. you got, uh, you know, I don't know. You, you, I think we all agree. He probably is the top three of all time rookie guys, but we have to consider last year's class and a couple of years ago class. The last couple of years has been a lot different for the wide receiver and the rookie. Year. And here's the question because it, it's – my guy from last year is Mike Evans. Would you rather have Mike Evans or Amari Cooper? Uh, interesting. I, I I would take Amari Cooper. I, I think that his 
the things that he can do within that offense. And listen, my, you can't teach height. That's something Mike Evans has. But Mike Evans does not have the route running that uh, Cooper has. That's something that you could try and teach somebody throughout their entire career, and he'll still never be able to run a route as well as a Cooper does already. And I think that's we, impressive. This is such an interesting. I think we can do it like I, I would love. I can't wait till we do this in the offseason. We'll have like a, a thirty minute spot just on Cooper versus Evans because of also young quarterbacks, Carr versus Winston. Where's the development? These are both two young combinations on either sides of the coast, as far apart as you can get from each other, that are potentially could be, uh, you know, dynamic we, duos for the next seven, eight, nine years. We just had a discussion, a text discussion last week. You were talking about something Carr versus Winston. You had a chance to create. Yeah, it was a trade that I was offered in, in, in my in my uh, my sixteen team dynasty league. I have Jameis Winston, because I remember we talked about all the offseason. I was going crazy on him. He's on my reserve roster. I was offered Derek Carr for him straight up, who's on a B contract, which means that after this year, you have to give him a long-term contract. So I'm already escalated into it. Now I have to decide, well, how many years do I want to have him? And I said, you know what? I would need to have a lot more in that deal. I need a sweetener of some sort, because Winston I haven't even activated. I don't have to activate him for another year, so I can wait two years you know, maybe it's going to be next year I'll activate him and then I'll just make him my franchise quarterback and just be like, I'm going to keep him until he's done if he proves to be what he can be. I have Phillip Rivers there right now. This is the thing. Derek Carr is your next Phillip Rivers. I think so. I it's think not, it's I not, it's not a Winston. It's Derek Carr is your next Phillip hey, Rivers. We don't want to talk about... Uh, like, so we you, don't you like talking about our own teams that gets too no, involved. This is important. Because but no, this no, is important, so but I agree. People can wear this what, hat. You, uh, would trade, you would trade Winston for futures right now for a car who you were going to have to franchise means he goes from being a guy that is costing you ten dollars. He's your next to a guy costing you thirty five or forty dollars. He's your next franchise now. Wouldn't Winston eventually be costing you that much, right? Yes, but I don't have to do that for another three years if I because I I still have him on a reserve uh, roster. Do you think Philip? Do you think? Uh, but the Winston second you active, what's what happens the second you activate him? He becomes an A contract, then becomes for a year, then a B contract, and then I have to decide on a long term contract. What are those contracts? And then after the, the a long, contract, ten bucks. Uh, he's a top pick, so he'll be ten bucks. So and then ten dollars, and then and then after for ten bucks for the next two years. Then when do I give? And then I can give him a long term contract. Let's say I only want to give him a long term three year contract. I have to. It's four years, four four dollars for every uh, year, but year. you get one year free. So then he could be eighteen dollars for the next three years. Then I could franchise him, where he'd be thirty five, forty bucks for the rest of his life. How many years do you, you only think, get one franchise? How many back? years are you expecting Rivers to be your your your? Guy? I'm done with Rivers now. I'm I'm moving on to the next to the younger to the younger kid. Then so it's Derek Carr. I'm in a situation right now where I've been offered a trade for um, for Philip Rivers, and I don't know if I should do it. Do it, and the guys offered me Devontae Parker, Isaiah Crowell, which I'm not really sold on as being anything, and he's offered me Josh Gordon. Is Josh Gordon going to come back next year? Yes. Wow. You see the video. He's on a long-term contract for two years, so I have him for at seventeen dollars for the next two years. Yes, the question. Let me answer. A video. Daisy scratching, not Shikovin. A video surfaced this week. Do a search for it, guys. With Josh Gordon friggin' working his ass off and just beastly. This is not this is not Justin Blackman that's never gonna play in the league again. This is a guy that made a mistake 
is this close to big making that big, mistake. big, the uh, many mistakes, but this close to getting a big, if he has one more big year, yeah. he's getting a $60 million contract. Probably a lot. No, not he needs to have two more years. But, but not, not guaranteed. Like not guaranteed, yeah. but... All right, so since I got my my problem on the air here, I want to I want to work it through because the problem in this league is that this Derek is a Hart sixteen team Josh. league, and people can start two quarterbacks, so there are no quarterbacks available. The guy who wants to get Philip Rivers from me has Brian Hoyer. Is this a situation where I should say, screw Isaiah Crowell, give me Devontae Parker, Josh Gordon, and uh, Hoyer? Hoyer and maybe even ask for like a third round draft pick as a throw in just because you know you're trying to win it and whatever. And where Hoyer could be a bridge for me where I don't even have to activate Winston next year because I know that I'm still probably I'm in a rebuilding mode. I'm like I'm having to to turn my team over right now. I'm not let's move on from this. Yeah, but because there's a lot of We can talk parts. about let's talk but, about this after the podcast. But, 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 yeah. but what I would do is go Derek Carr and make him your next Philip Rivers. Is this trade, trade Winston straight up for Derek Carr, or I, I can keep Carr and I can add these other players well, to him? Grab Carr and then trade for Rivers. For these guys. Get your Josh. Get something else. And All right, we'll talk really after the podcast. Strong. But yeah, it, it's, it's exciting. All right, we're going to talk after the podcast. Let's move on. Do you know what I got to do? Let's move on to a Val Thirty. Why would you go to Las Vegas? Because my best friend was getting married, and that's what guys do. Really? Yeah. That's not what you do. Really? Well, then yes. why did I do it? Huh? Because I did it. Riddle me that. Why did I do it? You know, sometimes I think all you want me to do is what you want me to do. I'm sick of doing what you want me to do all the time. I think in a healthy relationship, sometimes a guy should be able to do what he wants to do. That is not how this works! Oh, good. Because whatever this is ain't working for me. Oh, really? Yeah. Since when? Since you fucked that waiter on your cruise last June, boom! Tell me it was a bartender. Oh, you're right. I stand corrected. It was a bartender. You fucked a bartender. You're an idiot. You're a... You... You're a bad person. Like, all the way through to your core. Wait, I thought we were doing the Hangover movie, not... Not Houdini's household uh, <laughs> since the old fiancé moved in. Holla for a dollar. What up? Um, all right. What Wolford, rookie, started things. Valverde? Uh, uh, now, we don't remember. Because some dick drug dealer sold him Ruflin and told him it was ecstasy. Ruflin, there you go with that word, Ruflin. Ruflin. What the hell is a Ruflin? Wow. You are the world's shittiest drug dealer. I love the way Don Manica, without even needing to, still puts a lighter and cracks open a, a Coors Light with a lighter. And, and it's total twist off, but he no, just no, got it. You heard, the, you heard the pop at the beginning of the, of the podcast. That was on one of my beers that's not a twist off. Yes. And you've noticed how he's been holding his man purse every time that he's been trying to pop with the, with the twist offs because they don't pop. They don't like, pop. Like the, uh, hey. the non-twists. But, in, but Indiana, don't stop. Indiana Jones wears one. All right. Uh, well, I, well, last thing I'll say in the Raiders, Clive Warford finally getting a siding, and I think he starts to take over that tight end job. Even though they don't throw the tight ends very much, he's worth watching. That's it. Next game. All right. Seahawks at the Cowboys. Start with the Seahawks. This is uh, our second of two, as we won't complain about it, but... 
second games. Well, I will. No, we won't. Well, I have, and I will in my mind right now. <laughs> I'm complaining. The Seahawks and the Cowboys. Let's start on the Seahawks, but there's one really exciting thing that just came out over on SleeperBot. It looks like Mr. Desbian is playing this weekend. <laughs> he practiced limited today, but it looks good. Looks I'm not like, convinced. I'm not convinced either, and I'm not going to start him even if he does play. I'm not convinced he's going to start his first game back against the Seahawks, who are going to chuck him to death. Mm -hmm. They're going to, they're just going to hit him hard every time. I hope not. Well, and it's also the the ultimate reason why it's a good reason not to start him. If he's going to play, then wait and see what he does. Right? No, no, I know. But I'm saying, especially because of the Sherman aspect of, of it as well. But even if it wasn't this team, I'd still be concerned. I'm concerned because of what happened with Julio Jones. With the similar injury, and all of a sudden, all the screws bust loose, and then you lose him again. Mm-hmm. You know, I a team that's what two and four, two and five. Yeah, two they've five. lost four, uh, three of the last four games. They still have aspirations because they're in a shitty ass division. I know, but still, this is like this is, is, that, is, 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 is last year's NFC South. If if if, if Romo if Romo is in the starting two lineup, four, so they're okay. if Romo is in the starting lineup, I'm all for it because they can get there. Romo's three, four weeks away from making this shit. But if you want to have a chance at, at winning least, this season, this is, and this is where they're at. Five and Des has already got his money, right? He's already been paid. And Jerry's not going to screw him over because if he were to come back and, God forbid, he got her or whatever, you do the same thing you do with Julio. You just you, you eat it and, and, and you go back and you wait until he's healthy again. And now look what Julio's doing now. So... I look Can at Dez and, and but look, they need to win this week. This is a must-win game. You can't go two and five. You go three and four. You bridge the gap. You try to keep yourself within one game below five hundred by the time Tony Romo comes back, and then go on a run and and steal games because again, the way that they set up these schedules, they're going to have a lot of these division games backloaded into their schedule. They have a, will have a chance to to make a the proud. leader in division is only four and three. So I mean, they're two and four. They can still win the division. That's what I'm saying. And that's what you said. That's what you said. Yeah. I agree. I agree with that. Here's here's another thing. A reason why I would do it. Not this week. I think they should sit them. The guy's practicing. There's no reason to rush into it. The one thing I did, I love what I saw out of Matt Cassell last week. He had a pick six, had some boneheaded plays, but let's be honest. That guy hasn't really had game time action. He's a new player on a new team, on a new system. But he was zinging the ball. He was making some plays. He, he was, brought them back, and until the very, very end when they returned the kickoff and Hardy went ballistic, Harris. he... Dwayne Harris? No, no, no. Hardy, oh, no, Hardy, Hardy. Oh, Hardy went ballistic yeah. for the Cowboys because special teams dropped the ball. Yes. But yeah. he brought them back, and it wasn't his fault. They, he, I like what I see. So, as a Dez person that I have him on my on my bench waiting for him to come back, I'm excited for him to be there because I liked what I saw for Cassell until Ramos back. Now, as an owner of a team or as a franchise player. Don't rush it. We say again. Houdini said it. It's just it would. I just don't think it'd be the smartest call. Yeah, I don't can't say that you would be expecting to beat Seattle either way, whether Dez is there or not. Yeah. They have the best pass defense in the entire league. Again, as usual. Yeah, that's what they do. Yeah, boom is a wide receiver receiving stop. It's just. Force. I mean, listen. They had troubles in the beginning without a, a Chancellor in there, but now Chancellor's back. They they're letting up nothing. 
in the receiving game. So, I mean, what's the point in putting Dez out there in this game? It's not like he's going to do much or change the game anyway. All he can do is get hurt. You know, so I don't see the point in doing that. I think. Well, but, what but I think, he, no, he could become the best decoy that you ever had. That's fine. I, I'm not. I, fuck the decoy shit. The, the, the but if you're trying to win a game, but if you're trying to win a game, you got to have your best players out there. And in this situation, look, you you have to feel that you have a chance. This is a team in Seattle that is not the Seattle team of what they've been. You do have a resurgent defense. You do have Greg Hardy. You also have Seattle, who's had uh, uh, Russell Wilson sacked 31 times on a pace to be sacked 70 Doug, whatever times on the year. But Doug I mean, said their defense is the best in the league I know. against receivers. I understand this, but what I'm saying is, is still, I'm not talking fantasy. I'm talking Play. Dallas Cowboys. Got it. And why does Dez have to play? Because if you are, and why is he trying to come back? If you are trying to say that you still have a chance in this season, and he's a football player, okay? Sorry, there's only 16 games in the year. They want to play every single game, and he needs to be out there because he wants to help his team. We're going to move on. This is the last time I say it, we can't talk about this anymore. That's what, that, what you just said scares me more than anything. Right. He can't just chill out and be a decoy and get his groove back on and be out of he, that's not the way his mindset. And that's then why on the I won't play side, him. He can't actually even be go into a game plan and be the decoy because that's not how his mindset works. So just sit the friggin' guy. Sit I hope I have him in the team. I draft him in the second round, doing seven and all in that. All league. right, I, I, I'm gonna move forward go. with this. But, uh, but but the last thing I will say, what's he decoying to? They don't have anything else on yeah, the team. That's true. So okay. <laughs> so uh, I mean, uh, uh, Joseph Randall is out. He will not be playing this game, uh, for, at least from what I know. Darren McFadden will be getting the start, and everybody's all geeked and psyched because he had a great game last week, and he got a ton of carries. Not going to happen. Not going to happen for this kid. Not this week, not the next week, and not the next week. I, I, it's just not going to happen. Joseph Randall will come back before Darren McFadden gets started in this starting role. Uh, he's not going to do anything against the Seahawks. Uh, they have a tough like row of games. These next like three or four or even five games, I think, are against really tough uh, run defenses. So it, I know everybody's clamoring to go get their Darren McFadden. And I had a couple of questions asking me, should I drop uh, Charkandrick West? Should I drop um, uh, somebody way, even way better than that for Darren McFadden at this point? No, you shouldn't. I'm well, telling you, I think you what shouldn't. you can count on McFadden to be is what Lance Dunbar was before he got hurt because he's the last... Real receiving guy that's left, especially if Joseph Randall's not there. So you're looking at a guy who. who I, 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 but that was with Whedon. And I think it's different from what I saw. Just one game. No, not, I, a, not enough film and, and stuff. It's to, not 10 but catches. It, it looks it's like Cassell looks like he can get the ball out on the ends. And Whedon could. And I think that. I don't think that it's the same thing with Dunbar because that was Dump Off City. That was Dump Off City. Where I think. When, when, when you got Cassell sitting there under center, they're not scared to get that ball to the wide receivers. They're not trying to do check down. Agreed, down. and the reason why I, I, the reason why I agree with you is because when Romo was out there, Dunbar wasn't catching eight nine passes. No, no. You know, it was still only like one or two, maybe three at most. So it was when they moved to Whedon that's when Den, Dunbar started going berserk, and that's when McFadden you would expect to go berserk. But it's not going to the same thing isn't going to apply to Castle. I agree with you on that. Um, I. I don't know how much we got to talk about uh, talk about this game. Marshawn Lynch should be fine. Marshawn Lynch should be uh, kicking ass in this one. As a matter of fact, Dallas I think gives up the second most uh, fancy points to running backs in the game. So I, I think Lynch 
is finally healthy and finally ready to start rolling again. I think he's going to be used uh, handily. Uh, I think Jimmy Graham will have himself a decent game as well. Uh, it's the weirdest thing with Graham. The second like he has a great game, he goes and has a, a shit game. And I, it's not his fault. I think Seattle has plans. Seattle plans things out very specifically. And it's either to get the running game going, to get uh, deep balls going, or to use the tight end, or whatever, or to use the clock or not. And either he's part of the game plan or isn't. And I think that he's going to be part of the game plan this week. It's on the road. It's against a team that lets up a lot to tight ends. At least they had in the past, and they will again in this one to Jimmy Graham. Uh, I expect Graham to have a good game and Lynch to have a good game. And what Wilson, to be honest. What about uh, Witten and uh, Witten the other side? Have a big and, uh, Witten should have a big game. Terrence Williams. Yeah, Witten should have a big game. I don't expect anything out of Williams. All right, let's move on. Uh, Sunday night football. Undefeated. At the Broncos. 6 and 0 and 6 and 0. First, who's going to win this game? Um, Green Bay. Who's winning this game? Green Bay. Really? And yeah. Like, it, it, oh, it was a tiger game in the bathroom. It almost killed me. Hey, bro, you might put on some pants and find a little weird. I have to ask twice. <laughs> <laughs> that's, how, right. that's how owners feel that drafted Peyton Manning. Yeah. I'm going to put my pants on because I've been de-pantsed every week. More interceptions than touchdowns. Unbelievable. Uh, let's talk about the Packers first. Sure. Okay. Devontae Adams coming back. I think that helps a he, lot. He, I, 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 but would you start him this week? I, no. That I ankle injury is, is scary to me. No, he's going to come back as the third receiver. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is they're going to need and use the third receiver in this game. It's very tough to run on these guys. Absolutely. Starks is battling, battling his own injury right now. He may not even play. Yeah, and Lacey is... Is fat. Fat and not play well at all. So it's going to be Rodgers throwing that ball around. Uh, listen, it, this is going to be a, a very strange game. I, I really, I, Manning is going to show his weak arm again, and the Packers are going to rush him like crazy. He's going to have to be getting rid of the ball quickly, and they're going to press. And I, I just, I don't know. When you look at this game back in July, you're like, wow, this is going to be a 45 to 41 game. And the Broncos are going to win. Looking at this game today, I, I don't see that at all. I see 27-21, 24-21 Packers. I, maybe, maybe a little more than that. I don't want to discredit the offenses that much. But Broncos defense is awesome. The Packers defense has shown up and done really well this year. But and the, what, the injuries and the arm situation. Just yeah, I was going to say, but where you can... Attack the Packers just through the running game, but unfortunately, that's not been a strong suit for for Denver. Exactly. exactly. And and yes, people, you don't need to be trusting in C.J. Anderson anymore. The guy has not deserved to be in your lineup. I'm one of these guys. I had him. I'm, I'm not dropping him just because you know a guy with that type of a, of talent and in the, in a situation can't be dropped. But he's definitely not being started. And we and I'm in the league where we start. You know, ten starters with the two running backs, three wide receivers, tight end, and a flex. So me too. Super flex, basically. Yeah, so it's, it's same situation with me. Uh, Ronnie Hillman's taken over at yeah. this point. Listen, I, Hillman, I think is a better runner, but I don't trust him. I don't trust him to have a great game whenever he's in there, even if he does get fifteen to twenty touches. I don't trust it 
Second, he's too small, and I think that he has the very giant potential of getting hurt, especially because they're going to have to run him in between the tackles if they're going to use him as much as they want to use the running back in this offense. It just doesn't make sense. They still have to split the carries a bit because CJ could take the pounding. It, it, it's just that Hillman is a specific type of running back that will work with what they're doing in various sense, instances, but they still need CJ. I want to just bring this up because this was a second opinion question that I, I got this week, and it had to do with, with Ronnie Hillman, and it goes, it goes in a dynasty format. Do I trade my Ronnie Hillman for Stefan Diggs? And my answer was a all-capital, yes! Absolutely. Because, number one, look at the shelf life of running backs in the NFL. They don't last long, and they are interchangeable. Ronnie Hillman is already on the back end of that. Stephon Diggs, as a wide receiver, is a guy that, this would be one of those guys that you end up trading, and then you're going to be six years down the road going, I still could have Stephon Diggs on my team, and I traded him for Ronnie Hillman. Seriously. Come on. Uh, Listen, if you haven't learned your lesson on Denver Broncos running backs yet. It used to be the other way. Go ahead and trade Stephon. Go ahead and... and, Is he getting Stephon Diggs? No, he was going to... Yeah, he was going to get Stephon Diggs. Okay. Yeah, okay. Don't learn learn your lesson by keeping Ronnie Hillman and not getting Stephon Diggs. Okay? Believe me, you will be sorely disappointed. And even how good the Denver running backs used to be in the past, it was still interchangeable from... uh, Cleveland Gary to Mike Landis, Anderson Landis to Atlantis Gary. Gary, right? Okay, I'm sorry, I knew it was Gary there. Mike Anderson, uh, Ruben Drones, 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 Bell, Bell. 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 Paging Doctor Faggot, Doctor Faggot. I should go. That's a good idea, Doctor Faggot. D-Rex, I am a doctor, so I guess instead of a, it's D-R, instead of an X, it's just a starfish. Hold on a second. (laughs) It's a starfish. It's a starfish with some VHS cleaner right there. And you're a doctor? I I, I get it more this way. Fair enough. Take a look at my doctor. Yeah, you said that several times last night, but really, you're just a dentist. Tatum Bell, that's another one. Tatum Bell, yeah, another guy who. Oh, I was him up I was there. going back from like years back. Mel Gray, he was a Detroit uh, return man. Who was the little guy that he was, he was right? But he, didn't he play for them? It was also a return man. It was on, no, no, Mel Gray no, was he played for the Bears. Who was the, the little term, guy who was running back that was on Oklahoma? That was all right. Uh, ooh. for Denver. Yeah, he had like one good season. Doesn't matter. But I agree. They're interchangeable. The only thing about Hillman that I will say, before he got hurt, he was he was having a good season. C.J. Anderson obviously can't take that pounding and had a great, great last part. But Hillman will get hurt, but I still like what his chances are. He's gonna He's going to... Score all points on my bench. I don't like... It's besides this week where I've got to start him because of bye. Buys. I, I don't like the chances of any Broncos running back this year, not with Peyton Manning's arm being as bad as it is right no, now. No, because they don't have to respect Peyton Manning anymore. Payton's Even with Emmanuel Sanders and uh, Demarius Thomas. All right, when it comes to the Packers, 
what you want to look out for is um, if J if James Starks is going to be playing or not, uh, and how healthy he is. I, I don't think that either running backs are going to do a whole hell of a lot either way against the Broncos, but. I think off of that week that happened last week uh, for James Star or two weeks ago for James Starks, people are all clamoring to start the new guy that they picked up or whatever. Don't be just going and doing that. It's if the fact that he's still questionable after the bye week, uh, that's a problem. So uh, it's going to be an Aaron Rodgers show. He's going to be throwing the ball around a lot. I don't see a lot of points scored because Denver's great at pass defense, a great rush defense. It's just going to be a strange game altogether. You would think it would be a 90-point game when I think it's going to probably end up being more closer to 60 to 65 points in the game. All right. We can move on probably, I think. Yep. Last game. Last game. All right. The Colts at the Panthers. Monday Night Football. Let's start with the Colts. Uh, wow. Again, we are so sorry we stole your time. Man, don't worry about it, man. Like you said, we all do dumb shit when we're fucked up. <laughs> That's true. Go ahead, talk about the Colts. Well, let's <laughs> yeah, the first half. You talk about his team. The first half of uh, Sunday's game, Andrew Luck, that whole team, garbage. Oof. They should have won the game. Yep. He came back, he had big game, two, but uh, T.Y. Hilton dropped that pass. That was a drop. But T.Y. Hilton set them up early on that. No doubt, no doubt. T.Y. Hilton had a great game. T.Y. Hilton dropped the game-winning touchdown catch. And that would have been four touchdowns and, let's say, 365 I, I'm just defending my guy. I, he's all of our guy. We all love him. The question, you know, I have the man crush on here's, here's the question. Okay, Indy's been bad They've been this bad. year. They've been bad. Not even close to what people thought they would be. Andrew Luck has been bad. Yep. Not even close to what they thought he would be. Does that second-half performance and what they did there and coming back and throwing the ball over the place and hooking up. Set the tone. Does that set the tone for this game? Or or are they back to what they were for the previous six games or five games or whatever it was? Uh, that, that's the question going into this one. I don't have a lot of faith in them continuing it going against this Carolina defense. Not this defense. That. That's what I'm saying. Not this defense. Yeah. That Carolina... Maybe people want to call them the most. I, I'm, I'm going to feel for them. I'm an Iowa guy. We're under-respected as an undefeated team. Carolina is the most under-respected, under undefeated team that's out there. Everyone's saying, oh, well, it's just because you're playing teams in the a NFC South and you're going through this whole thing. Well, you know what? They're playing against the Colts this week. The Colts have only won their games against the AFC South. Yeah. So win a game outside your division, you know what? Carolina has, and Carolina's done it on the road already. So, I look at this matchup and I say, oh, it's you taking luck out of the dome and you're bringing him outside on a Monday night to a team that's hungry and trying to prove itself and that has a strong mentality because I will say this too. When you talk about coaches and, and, and coaching means something in the NFL. Ron Rivera... That's one hell of a goddamn football coach. Yes. And what does he do better than anything? He coaches defense. And you look at when toughness. When, when the make him remember that you played the Panthers this weekend. Going in, going into Monday, going in Tuesday, be like motherfucker. Those Panthers really hit the crap out of us. And think about all the guys that he's lost on his defenses since he's been there all the way through. And they just they keep rotating guys through it. Even he, he was doing it. tons of injuries. Oh, everything. They lost Keekley earlier in the year. Look what they were yeah. still doing without Keekley, yeah, who's supposedly the, the the best linebacker in the world that you can't do without. They did without. Listen, uh, Norman. Who does Norman uh, play on? 
Who does he play? Does he play against Moncrief or does he take Hilton? I think he takes Hilton. You think? I, you know, I think, it's, uh, it's more Lewis. Like, you know what? I think you use him how you need to use him. I, I think that that's the best part about what Carolina he's has. He's slowly becoming the best shutdown corner in the league. He, he, he's right there, yeah. and I think I think whoever is hurting you, this is kind of how it's going to go. Like Daryl Rivas would start games. I'll never forget. It was. Someone was talking about Revis wasn't covering the guy. I think it was against Miami. It was Brandon Marshall. You know, like in the, it was like when he was on Miami. And he, I think he had like in the first drive of the game, he had three catches for like 45 yards. And then they said, okay, we're going to put Daryl Revis on you now. And all of a sudden, zero. he didn't have nothing the rest zero, of the game. Zero. zero. I, actually, I think he did catch one pass. Four for, yards. No, yeah, it was for one yard. One yard. I think it was. Uh, yeah, that, that, so that's exactly how you use the way the Norman is now. That's how you Norman. use him. Whoever's killing you. You shut him down then. He's the cooler. It's the weird thing. It's just, it, he's, is he, can he take... Uh, the thing mean? is that I, I don't know. Like, we were talking about Rebus. Yeah. And Rebus doesn't normally go into the slot. He won't go into the slot and take the Edelman type. He has a comfort zone. Yeah, he has a comfort well, Norman zone. Norman was a nickelback, so he's used Exactly. To so, Norman, do you think he does go into the slot? And, and if they move Hilton in there and throw three wide sets with Andre and, and Moncrief and then throw Hilton in the slot or what, you know, whatever way they do that... Does he still just stick on Hilton? Because they can't throw a lot of different looks at you. Yeah. I think they do. I think you're right. But, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. I don't think that Indy does a whole hell of a lot against his defense. No. This is, Plain and simple. This is a bad matchup for Andrew Luck. And I'm a guy that has... I'm Luck and Bradford are my two quarterbacks. Well, Bradford's on a bye, so I'm stuck with Luck in this one. And this oh, is, you're not stuck, though. I mean, Luck's the last okay. two games have been his best games of the season. I understand. So I'm not yeah. saying this is a perfect one, but I in, my, in, in, my, in one league, Luck had 48 points this week. Yeah. And uh, in, in the he had previous 33 week, 33. Well, he had 33, 33 for me in my league this week. I look at him as being a guy that... He's not going to give me the big end, big end game in this one, but I will get my 20 points in, in this league. Or So let, let's say it's standard scoring type league. You'll get your 15 points out of him, but you're not going to get any type of an explosion game against Carolina on the road outside of the Dome. I am actually not going to guarantee 15 points out of Andrew Luck this week. Okay. <laughs> that Carolina Hold defense. on, hold on. D-Rex has got a softie. Woo! I was hoping he was going to go for 3 for 3. I'm pissed. That's, Listen, you could you could go and get garbage time against the Saints. Okay, that's fine. Any fucking quarterback could do that. You can't do that against Carolina. It's just not going to happen against Carolina. They're the one of the best uh, pass defenses in the entire league. Period. What are you talking about, Willis? That him. <laughs> well, that I'll tell you what I'm talking about. I'm talking about them shutting down every single quarterback that they have played, pretty much. I, I, I think that, I don't think that, I think, actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to check right now while we're talking about it, but I don't think that they've let up a 15-point quarterback this year. Uh, um, I like it. Let's go to the other side while you're checking that out. Yeah, go ahead. Cam Newton, uh, Bill Billick said today, he thinks... That Cam Newton will win a Super Bowl pretty much because of his athleticism. He, he's he's different than any other player, and he basically sets a tone. He's able to do and build build an offensive plan, unlike any other player almost in the history of the league. The the yardstick. The I love the the quote they said. The yardsticks with Cam Newton do not matter. 
Because he'll be able, he'll figure a way to get. To He's get, one of these guys first. that I look at that has an ultimate huge ego, but still has. The huge enough ego, but he's able to bring guys along with him. And has total fun. Yeah. Right. That's what, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's, it's he's, he doesn't offend you with his ego. It is huge. It is enormous. And, and what he does is amazing. But he doesn't, he still is a team guy. He doesn't overshadow the other guys on the team. And so they are all for it. And that's why they're all buying in. And what That's what winning teams do. They buy into the whole program. I'm just getting warmed up. Yeah, Nate. <laughs> uh, I would be Nate. Mom's favorite player. Let's All right, slow down. Let's get my arm loose. Two quarterbacks. Two quarterbacks had 18 points uh, against the Carolina defense. It was Russell Wilson, simply because he ran for 53 yards, which gave him an extra 5.3 uh, points. Any other normal quarterback, maybe 10, 20 yards rushing at most, that puts him under the 15 for threshold. Uh, the other one was Ryan Mallett. Strangely, out of nowhere, but it's because he rushed for a TD, which gave him an extra six points, which put him over that 15 point. All right. That's what I'm saying. Mallet face. Yeah, he, I, I just don't. I mean, the way that they just completely demolished anything that Philadelphia was thinking about doing uh, in, the, in that last game on, on Monday night there. And that was on the road. And that was on the road. This is at home. Yeah. It's just, Would you play? No, actually, not- Carolina was at home. I'm not going to do this. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm playing luck because I'm playing luck. But would you personally play Tannehill over luck this week? I think I would. Just because New England scores a ton of points, but New England's defense is not anywhere close to Carolina's defense. True. True. However, short week, though. Short week. Exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's a short week. And Tannehill's somewhat struggled against New England. Actually, he's had a de- one decent game, one bad game against New England on the road. That's a close one. Luck's going to be pissed. The Ride the Dan short. Campbell strong. Uh, no, I'm, I'm going Luck. I'm not right. going to play Tannehill. I'd be, I, I would, Luck's going to bring it. Yeah, you you got to go Luck, I think. But it's it's close. It's really close. I mean, I'll tell you right now that I have him ranked 15 and 16. Tannehill's 15, Luck's 16. Lowest I've ever fucking ranked Luck. And I just don't see him. Ever. 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 Putting him, uh, I'm sorry. I just Hold don't on. see him doing it. change that? Let's move him up. You want me to? <laughs> <laughs> this is why dog's the best. You have Luck at 16. Yeah. And when you're when you're top five again, hopefully number one, I guarantee it. Well, Dogmatica called Luck. He's the only guy that had him he, 16, he had him nine break. slots lower than the consensus. Than the consensus. <laughs> yeah, than the consensus. All right, let's go over to the Panthers quickly and, and, and roll it out, and then let's shut this party this is down. This the Jay Stu game, baby. The Colts can't stop the run. Get the stew brewing. I want to eat some <laughs> stew in this one, baby. I'm telling you, uh, it's going to be good. And, and I'll tell you what, Greg Olson's going to have fun in this game, too, because they do not have uh, the ability to stop Olson either. Olson has fun yeah, in every agree. game, doesn't he? Yeah. At this point, Ol- doesn't Olson just have fun in every but look, game? Look at Stewart. Stewart's the guy that's like he's coming on. And for whatever reason, for Stewart, He's not a guy that comes out of the gates early. He's that horse that just waits till the third furlong, the third three-quarter furlong, and you got to start whipping him, and all of a sudden he just takes you home to the finish. Two touchdowns last week. Yeah, it should be a good game all the way around. I, I, I mean, it's you know it would be tough for any listener to actually name a Carolina receiver, 
Tekken. Uh, Ted Ginn, I think, is the guy who pretty much gets Corey, the Philly, majority Brown. of it. But <laughs> so I'm not, I mean, who's going to talk about the Carolina receivers? I, Ted Ginn should have a decent game, I, I think. But it's a crapshoot either way you cut it. But yeah, it's Cam Who did he losing lots of $50 on bunches of funches? But yes. 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 You got your Brandon Cooks, I got my funches. So yes. don't worry. I feel your pain, brother. Funches a munches. Don't talk. I'm sorry, but don't don't mention the name Funches, okay? And let's just calm down. You fucking calm down. He drugged us. I lost the truth. I married a whore. How dare you? She's a nice lady. Or oh, shut the fucking moron. Your language is offensive. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I have that has happened to me like 20 times in my life. Your language is so offensive. Fuck you. <laughs> I think we're good here. You got anything else to say on this? No. Not really, no. I'm good. Pyros, we love you. Go Luke Stalker. Check huh? us out. Get us give us a little review on iTunes. Come on. Check us out there. Stitcher, we love you. Spreaker, we love you. Let's do this. We're doing this podcast every week year round. We haven't done any pyro promos just because we didn't want to be salesy this week. Because, you know what? We don't need to do promos. We were number one in rankings last week and number three the week before. And it's true. Suck it, bitches. It's true. Pyro, we have had so many people sign up for Pyro Pro in the last two weeks. It is awesome. Initially, I thought it was because of episode 200. Now, I'm seeing that it's because Dogmatica dominates and we're killing it. Guys, we love you. We know the ones that are hardcore and following us. If you're new to listening to us... This is what we do. We have fun. We drop the fantasy goo. We do these shows. This is we're just short of three hours. We, no, we do we'll it be, different. We'll, we'll be over because I got an eight minute song. Yeah, we'll and be a, over and, three hours and, and, and a minute long uh, uh, soundbite to close. So sorry. fair enough. We do it different, <laughs> and we have we do it the best. We have fun with it. We're entertaining. We love doing this with each other. We're passionate as hell, and the fact is. We win you championships. So, if you're new to us, welcome to the party, pal. If you're old with us, uh, business as usual. I bet you're going to win and dominate this. And, week. and now that you're one of our friends, we're the three million best friends that anyone can have. The three million best friends that anyone can have. Ohio players, skin tight. We love you guys. Good night. Dogmatica. Keep it up. Congrats, buddy. You are the shiznit. No problem. So oh, get better. There it is. So sick.
that's why they call it Sin City. <laughs> you guys might not know this, but I consider myself a bit of a loner. I tend to think of myself as a one-man wolf pack. But when my sister brought Doug home, I knew he was one of my own. And my wolf pack, it grew by one. So were there two of us, there were two of us in the wolf pack. I was alone first in the pack, and then Doug joined in later. And six months ago, when Doug introduced me to you guys, I thought, wait a second, could it be? And now I know for sure, I just added two more guys to my wolf pack. <laughs> Four of us wolves running around the desert together in Las Vegas, looking for strippers and cocaine. So tonight, I make a toast. What? We miss your stags. We do. <laughs> Wolfpack. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.